Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to post-episode issues, The Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 14, Spam. Hey, Where is the music? I don't know, man. Don't blame me for that shit. I can't, I can't control these things. I'm on location here in uh, North Conway, New Hampshire, the scene of the zombie apocalypse. And I am here to bring you... Well, it's the foundation of it. It's where this all started. And we're here this week to bring you this Walking Dead recap. Sorry things are a little different. I am away on a ski vacation and uh, kind of sick as well, so I'm not actually doing any skiing. So I'm in a hotel room trying to keep it down because I guess I'm pretty fucking loud. <laughs> so I don't want to get any complaints. But we're here to talk about The Walking Dead. And, and Joe, I think they're listening to us. Noah's gone. One less, one less number in a really gruesome <laughs> visual way. I'm very happy about it. Katie's very upset that I'm very happy about it. Just I'm happy about it too. It makes perfect uh, that, sense. They should have done all these things. The amount of glee you feel for it just makes no sense. We have another douche name. We have this douche name Aiden Dead. Nick the Dick sacrificed Noah to save his own ass. Uh, Eugene really stepped up in a Sam Tarley-like way. Uh, Gabriel showed that he's Benedict fucking Arnold, the priest fucker of epic proportions. Carol's Still an amazing goddamn badass, and she's the best well, person with kids. It, it it comes a little bit more clear. I mean, they really slapped you in the face this week with why she was trying not to get close to the kid, and even more than just the regular reasons. But you know, she doesn't like to want to get close to any more kids after Sophia, after the last two little girls, Once after right. You know, your kid gets eaten, and you shoot another one in the head because you killed her little she sister. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're done with kids. Like, all you want to do is tell them horror stories to make them run from you. (laughs) (laughs) And Abraham found his group group tonight, too. A really awesome Abraham episode. And Maggie actually, I guess, was there. Maggie was definitely there. I saw her a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was definitely on. She might have even had a line or two. She, I think she did. I'm pretty sure she did. But really, this was a, a Glenn-heavy episode. We haven't had such a Glenn-heavy episode in a while, and I liked it. Glenn was kick-ass in this episode. Yeah. I really yeah. did. And I, I just like the, the fact that the kid showed up back at Carol's place. And the, how do you know that he's being uh, getting hit or there's abuse going on in the family? Because I made that little kid wet his pants, or I should have made that little kid wet his pants, and he came back for more cookies. <laughs> 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 yeah. Abraham was fucking awesome, and thank you everyone that's in the chat room. Melody of Vision, huh? Why are we happy that Noah's dead? Uh, I'm happy, I just think we had too many people and we needed to cut some of the weight, and I think Noah was part of one of the characters we could kind of afford to lose and still give some emotional weight to some of our characters. Yeah, he was expendable, yes. He was introduced this season pretty much, the first half of this season, and here's the thing, like, he helps Beth try to escape, but Beth ends up sacrificing herself so he can get out. Then, he, well, and see, uh, just, this is just my point of view, Katie. I understand you don't like my point of view in this. And that, and so, and so, and so then, after helping, after getting to Daryl and Carol, <laughs> he doesn't immediately ask for help. He instead robs them. Okay, but he doesn't know them, so we'll forgive him that. He lets. He then gets helps to helps the group get to Beth. And, and Carol and get them freed, okay? And he's brave enough to sacrifice himself 
He says, you know what, Beth, you're free. I'll, I'll go back with the psychotic Don police rapist bitch. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You know, you guys get out of here. Okay. But then the very next day, he's out getting Tyrese killed, running off alone. He says, don't worry. I'll be back with help. He gets himself caught up on the, on the porch. They have to rescue him there. He goes out. When he gets to town... He's like, okay, yeah, I'm Gimp, but that's all right. I'll go out on uh, on these missions out beyond the wall because, you know, I'm very handy capable and not everybody with a, a handicap can't do. And he definitely can do at times. We see him. He survived in Atlanta on his own. He robbed Daryl and Carol. So he is a can-doer, but he is not at full. And you want somebody at full. No matter how much of a can-doer they are, there could be other talents for this man that we don't know about yet. So don't be sending him outside the wall. And the very first time he does go outside the wall, a walker gets thrown at his friend Tara, and all he does is just stand there. He doesn't do anything. He just stands there. Okay, then they all go back in, and a fight breaks out inside the wall, and he just stands there. Okay, <laughs> now he goes out this time, and yeah, he helped out. He killed a walker. He he saved uh, Eugene's life, which let Eugene save everybody's life. Yeah, the domino effect. That's very wonderful. That's great. But ultimately, what did he do wrong? He died. He died on this mission. His very next time out, he died. Which That's also doing wrong. Yeah, no, they could have just sacrificed Fuckface, Fuckface's Nick friend, and pushed him out. That's Nicholas Pedicolus is his name. Let's no, get into the chat room a little bit. Big Sexy says, oh, man, I couldn't stand Noah, but damn, he had it a rough way to die. Terry Chan, uh, thanks, guys, for joining us here tonight. It was very cruel. I'd say one of the cruelest deaths in the whole show. Steve, I, welcome, Steve. I Definitely will say one thank of the you. Cruelest deaths. And uh, Melly. Yep, Jeff? No, no, I, wanna hit, I didn't know you were going with the chat still. And Melody Vision says, well, Tyrese did that to himself, wasn't being vigilant. And I... I yes, agree with yes that. and no. Yeah, he ran. Oh. He ran after the kid, Joe. and he should have left the house. And he should have left the house. I know Tyrese gave up, but no, ultimately no, no. the catalyst was him caring about Noah in the first place and running after. Joe, uh, Joe, listen to listen for a second. Tyrese got killed because he didn't clear the house. He didn't clear that room. I, he heard I, a walk. I, I, I agree. I agree. Tyrese there is a protocol. There is a protocol, and Tyrese probably could have gotten Noah killed also by not doing that. But. But ultimately, Noah ran off, and Tyrese had to follow. And we could blame that on the other three people that were with them in that town that let them run off. Right. He should have just let him die then. But I will thank Noah for one thing. He should have kept on point and not zoned out into some weird picture of other kids he doesn't know. Thank you, Katie. I'm I'll, with I'll thank Noah for one thing. <laughs> Noah gave me one of my favorite deaths so far on The Walking Dead. I would say both the deaths tonight were pretty fucking gruesome. Even Aiden the douchebag's death was really visually fucking amazing. He gets impaled and then they all rip him apart like chopped meat. That was one of the last member only coats. That's a shame that that's ruined now. Whispers to him about how he's going to leave him. I know, right? This is what we're about, you know, peace, bitch. So let's get to it. We learned a lot more about what these people are like tonight. A lot more. Yeah, we, of course we did. We knew that they were like that in the first place. Well, uh, we didn't know specifically. Sense, they're lying about. Uh, uh, we had to. We, we strung up that zombie so we can get our heads on straight. Yeah, you because yeah, you're fucking retail. <laughs> Steve says they fish took his goddamn face. It was so badass. Crispy says Noah's starting to grow in me a little bit, but definitely a brutal and graphic death. We're all I don't know says praying for Tara and Terry Chan says yes I think Noah was starting to grow on me too. 
I think this, it's funny, on The Walking Dead this usually happens. My favorite episode with people that I haven't been too much of a fan of end up in their, yeah, ends up being in the episode they die. I agree, Noah was kind of in the last two episodes. Last episode I enjoyed his talk with Glenn, and now it makes a lot more sense because it was leading into this episode. It was kind of cool connecting the dots of like seeing that connection that they made and then seeing that get complete tonight. you got to feel really bad for Glenn having to witness that kind of brutal death. <laughs> yeah, for that was awesome. Yeah. That was fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Behind the glass. That was sweet. Visually, visually so beautiful. And I have to point out one thing that I heard on the Talking Dead briefly. That was apparently the first time Glenn's ever visually lost someone in front of him. So it's even more on one of his missions. That's what he was saying. That's what they were saying on the front of the talk. That's the first the time he hasn't come back with everybody? I think so. That's what they're saying. A mission he was leading. Right. I would say. I would say there's at least the. Uh, they didn't. He didn't come back with Merle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no one wanted Merle to come back. Uh, Nobody yeah. came back with Merle that time. Steve. Steve in the chat room said it perfect. Hats on. Hats off to Stephen Yun for making us care about Noah a little bit. Well, here's the thing. When 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 I found out this kid was going to be on the show, this guy, I liked him, and everybody hates Chris. I really did. I liked him on this. I wouldn't have minded if he stayed longer. There were other people I would have been more than happy to see go. I don't think he should have been outside the walls. I think it will be a loss to the group ultimately. Uh, he was going to be the builder. He could have been. He could have had a. You know, I don't think his strong point was being outside the wall, no, doing that no. kind of work. That's all I I'm saying. And it's not necessarily all because he has a bum leg. That's not. That's no, not. No, no. I just think you all. have. I just think you have better people on the team that aren't occupied. As much as uh, Abraham was great on the uh, on on the uh, the mission of helping on the construction crew, he's a better benefit to have on a OA mission. Absolutely, except except with his new role now on the construction crew. Right, there's Silent Maggie Silent should be out there. there. Yes, right, you know, like Maggie should be out there I before can't even before. Her name anymore. <laughs> yeah, right, Silent Girl that that is like practically who? off the show. Wait a second, Katie. Who are you talking about? I, I don't know that girl. Matt, Matt, Matt. Here's what I my what I can't understand is they're all like, okay, great, we're gonna do this again. We're gonna go over the wall beyond the gate, and we're going to go get supplies with the two fucking douchebags that we went out with last time, and we haven't had a single plan or formulation scene. We should have had at least one. Let's get a couple of things straight about how things are going to happen, and how things are going to go down, and how we react, and how we need to make a... a, a no, the, the, uh, uh, the Morgan thing. The phalanx. Oh, phalanx, yes. You know, and 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 that sort of shit. You know, we don't use our guns unless we absolutely have to. Everything is a takedown, hand kill. We stay together. We don't separate. We clear the entire place first. All this stuff. And then, as soon as they get in the fucking van, Putt's face turns the radio all the way up. It doesn't matter that it's shitty ass fucking techno, no, whatever. It's just, it's just the fucking you asshole. Keep the fucking music down. We need to be able to hear out there as much as. We don't want them to hear us here. Yeah, you don't yeah. go out with those guys. You just don't go out with those guys. He's wearing in, a fucking members-only coat in the zombie apocalypse. God damn it. In, fa in fairness, Glenn might have been thinking that. That was me a year ago, like when he drove down the road with the, the car he had with the music blasting. Yeah, and, and the alarm the going. There's nothing he could do about the alarm, so... so. 
really was. But still, and, and he learned into lesson the- since then. That was two years ago. That was the very beginning of the zombie apocalypse. And this kid doesn't know that they should be screaming at him, not making some wisecrack in the back of the van about, oh yeah, that'll scare him away. <laughs> These guys are dickless idiots. Let's no doubt about that. The terror chant says, D- you know that the you know that they're gonna believe Dickless over Glenn and Eugene when they get back. They should kill uh, Chick Baby says they should kill Rosita off next. Why Rosita? Uh, most pointless character ever in the comics. Uh, well, Rosita's hot. She needs more screen time. Barely says yeah, a line does. this season. I'm, I'm on the more Rosita hot pants. Uh, dubstep is the music you were searching for, Joe. Okay, yeah, so let's no, get... It, whatever you want to... You know, it's just the same name. It's disco music. Okay, yeah, let's, let's get into the... Let's go to the club, crack some fucking glow sticks, snort some fucking uppers, snort some fucking downers, and then... And then dance. Okay, let's get into the recap here. So we, we start off the episode on a dead quiet street and enters priest piss pussy pants Benedict Arnold. Don't go do that, kids. <laughs> so we, we we start the episode off with uh with priest ass face here. And he's uh, looking for a space, looking for something to kind of set up a church. He finds his area and he sees a letter of someone saying, You're so blessed with flowers from uh from Deanna, which really what he should be that should that, that should say you guys are all cursed for having this asshole of a priest here, and uh, Gabriel starts ripping pages from the Bible with great sadness on his face, disappointed with himself or disappointed with God. Who really cares? Fuck this guy. Now someone's failed him or he's failed himself, and he looks sad. And he looks up at the sky, and the credits roll, and we don't see him till the end of the episode. So let's put a let's put a pin in him. <laughs> And then we see Daryl just for a second in the episode. He fixed the bike. It didn't take him too long. Oh, no. He started working on it. He finished his pasta. Everybody (laughs) went to sleep. And he worked on the bike until it was fixed. (laughs) What else is he going to do? It's very true. Very true. Uh, Ducronic says, the worst priest ever. And that's saying a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's, here's my thing. We have his word that he's a priest, and we have his word that he did this horrible thing. What if he's just the guy that came along and heard this priest's horrible story before he fucking killed him? We don't know, you know, when we hear this guy's speech at the end after he's ripping all these pages out of the Bible, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, I don't even know if his story's on the, on the level. Like, who is this guy? All I, I know, know about him is, who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy, eh? The only thing I know about this guy is that, he's, that he should be called, I'll say it again, Benedict fucking Arnold. Fuck this guy. Yeah. So uh, so then we cut to Noah. They left him on that goddamn tree stump uh, with uh, having a, having breakfast with Reg, Deanna's husband. And they're on a porch talking about, uh, he wants Reg to teach him how to build things. He, as Katie was saying earlier, he wants to be the next Bren the Builder in the next generation and continue all the hard work that the men of the Night's Watch do at the wall. And uh, and he wants to just make sure that the wall stays up, and he believes it could get knocked in, maybe not now, but years from now. Noah's starting to think. He's starting to think like Joe, and he's starting to think, oh, cool, we gotta pre- be pre- we've got to do something here. We've got to make sure. It, like the supports for the walls are on the outside. They look like they could be knocked over pretty freaking easily to Absolutely. me. Absolutely, and it's good but that someone they know that there's people out there that do bad shit. Like, why are you they just know not telling them about this? They don't know that though. The people that live in this town don't shit. just got there that should be talking about nothing but the threat of people. It's a threat of zombies. They're going to come and eat us all, both the humans and the zombies. 
Steve. Steve says only hot chicks survive the zombie apocalypse. I'm saying that there's never been an ugly chick on this show, not that I can remember. <laughs> well, that's a matter of opinion because. Yeah, this. There's some. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll move on. From, we'll move debate on. as to who's hot and who's not. You know. Right. Every everyone has their different opinion about who's hot and who's funny. So, so we. Uh, <laughs> so Scarlett Johansson. So the man kind of agrees, and he reaches down and he uh, gets a little notebook out and he starts writing down notes. And he says, "I write everything down." And he gives the book to Noah to write. And he says, "This is going to be your place to remember a lot. This is the beginning of this place." As uh, as we see, sort of a passing of the torch that that this guy's like, "I'm going to be around for a long time, but I'm going to help you, let you be the next builder." Which it was a good scene, and and it was one of those moments in this episode that made me care more about Noah, and, and that, made me that, know he's going to die. Well, yeah, and that right there should have said, "All right, you no longer go out past the wall. There's no reason for you to. You have a new purpose. You're going yep. to be my apprentice. You're going to take notes all day long. You're going to stay by my side. You're going to, like, that's my opinion." Why? I, but he didn't do anything. Past the wall that like wouldn't happen he to did anyone not. else. He, he did saved not. saved a life even before. He did he not. I don't think he should have been. I thought it was a bad choice. But so. he did fine. Like he was. I think Abraham shouldn't be on, on on the building <laughs> team. Abraham should be out doing that I instead. I don't disagree that he's not the best out there, but he's. Do he I think Noah should be on the building fine. team too? No, I don't think Noah should be on the building team too. So. I don't think Noah should be on the away team. I'm sorry. Wesley doesn't go on the away team. Exactly. Wesley stays behind the goddamn console. Okay, so we cut. We cut to. We let's continue. We cut to Abraham and Noah's trying to find. Uh, Noah's trying to find a gun, and he's going to go with them to find the right parts after we uh, to find the right electric part components that that uh, Eugene needs to, fi- to kind of fix the grid. Noah was talking to some girl last night as well, and having and vibing with her at the party. Deanna says goodbye to her son, kisses him on the cheek, son douchebag. And here's where we get one of our two Maggie moments. Maggie says, uh, you got this, Glenn. You always do. You're so supportive. That was that was Maggie's big moment. Yep. Maggie, our, Maggie made Glenn come back alive. She sent him away with it. Yeah. I know you'll come back. So we knew he was yeah, I know it. We knew it wasn't his time. Our, our strong, independent woman there. There she is. So our power... <laughs> Our power uh, grid was just a prototype. Trying to become she independent. She faded into the shadows. <laughs> she has. But, okay, fair enough that I, I understood a little bit more in this episode where they're telling us she is. She's in line to take over command over next in line over Deanna if they keep the politics in line. She's studying to become a politician. Or I guess that's what Maggie's doing. Right? Is that is that what we're assuming? Know, what was she doing in the basement? She said, I'm going to go back down to the basement to finish something, and I, I missed it. Organizing files, maybe? Huh. I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe yeah. she's uh, maybe she's being doing secretarial work for Deanna? <laughs> <laughs> she's setting up the chamber, man. 
Yeah, she's setting up the Chamber of Commerce. She's she's got important business job. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of commerce. <laughs> That's the chamber she's setting up. Yeah, of commerce. So uh, yeah, so Maggie tells Glad he's always got this, and he'll get the power. And they we talk about how Power Grid was only a prototype, and they're surprised that it took this long to get messed up. Deanna and her husband are talking, and then Deanna thanks Glenn again for punching her son. I think that's what she was referring to. Yeah, and I'm like, don't. Yeah, if you think that he's that much of a putz that he needs to be beaten up in front of everybody, and he's your son, don't be sending him on the other side of the wall with me. Thanks, that's Mom. not where I want to have to teach him lesson number two. Which lesson? Lesson number soldier that's dressed in full freaking armor with grenades on him. Lesson number two comes: you become a spit on a chicken. You become chicken fried douchebag. Is what you become. Right? Like I know you don't want to insult someone by saying you're you're you've lived two years in the zombie apocalypse, but you're an absolute putz and you don't know how to survive. But sometimes that's what it takes to get someone to survive. It's true. Uh, Terry Ch do chronic. Maggie is like a veep, <laughs> a bot of bitch. Yeah, she's she's because she used to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving her enough credit of the difficulties that she's going through with losing someone so important to her, like Tyrese. <laughs> like Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> so so Reg and Diana stand back with Maggie, who's the only one staying here, even though she's way more able to handle the situation than Tara or. Or uh, Noah, but that's just my opinion. Or two, the two douchebags. So basically, Glenn's going off with a bunch of useless people. And Eugene. Who, and Eugene he knows it. Useless. And he knows it. And so Tara even knows it. And Tara knows, too, like, I'm not the best person at this. I just kind of started doing this. Yeah. I didn't have to really but do Tara, much. But Tara at least has, like, abilities. Tara can get shit done. She's not, she's not useless. Right. She's not, I mean, okay. You, you and Katie, you're both right. None of them are useless. They all... No, Noah's useless. No, Noah saved Eugene's life, who Eugene was then able to save Tara, and then was able to save Putz Boy number two. Airbones connected to the headbone. Nicholas. You know, there is... No, it's not completely useless. Okay, so Reg and Diana stand back with Maggie, and then... Uh, Noah Noah changes the subject when uh, they're talking about a girl. Tara is kind of grilling him about the girl. I think she's trying to find out whether the girl's into Noah or into her, and she's kind of trying to get into it. Then we get into our uh, our <laughs> our music blasting in the back of the car, and uh, whether you're a dubstep or '90s rave, whatever you want to call it, everyone's just grooving <laughs> along. We had a moment like this in Breaking. <laughs> we had a moment like this in Breaking Bad too with uh, Walt Jr. In, uh, with the two cars. So Rick is then next stopped by Jesse at the garage, and she's cleaning up a major yeah, mess. Let's, let's talk about Walt Jr. Let's have him go out on raids for uh, with us. That would be fun. He'll, he, he's, he's not useless. He'll be able to help us, Walt Jr. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Breaking Bad's a different story. i got a lot of Breaking Bad to talk about on Better Call Saul podcast, by the way. We'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, Rick stops stops Jesse in the garage, and she's cleaned up by a major. She's cleaning up a major mess. Rick asks if it's someone came and did this, and and Jesse says, I don't know. Maybe someone that hates owls, or hates statues, or just hates me. And uh, Rick says, I don't know. I hope someone in town's around that can do this. Not oh, much for Rick to do tonight. Like, we find out who it is later, and it's, like, really, like... You Sam. Have a should, uh, 
Oh. Yeah, that's not going to be the first thing he smashed. Right, the, the right. Like, that's a big thing to smash. That's something that's noticeably oh. smashed. Something that everybody's going to notice has been broken and smashed. Like, shit all around your house hasn't been found smashed and broken. Good good point by uh, Ducronic. Maybe uh, she said thank you to Glenn again because she noticed some sort of difference in Aiden. Maybe. Maybe he's a little less of a douchebag. He's still not smart, but he seemed a little nicer tonight. He seemed yes, to because like... when, he, when, he, when he ran off in a storm, he had learned his lesson. No, but when we, they got to the situation and uh, Nicholas was all like, gung-ho, let's just run in there and be like... He goes, let's listen to Glenn. He at least wasn't acting like a dick later in the episode. He goes, he goes let's listen to... Let's let Glenn take the lead here. Glenn's right. Let's look around the whole place. So he, so he kind of woke up from his douchiness. Glenn... Glenn showed him who was boss, and he's listening to the alpha in that situation. He's realizing that Glenn's his alpha. And Anyways. this all should have been discussed way before they even left that place. Sure. <laughs> Terror Nick Chan. Nick, Nicholas, Aiden, and Gabriel are all such fuck boys. Yeah, they're, they're fucking idiots. And I'd like to thank all you guys again for joining us. Sorry, uh, sorry if we're not getting to the chat room as quickly just because it's a different sort of setup tonight. I'm stuck in a hotel room. Or some of our people that are emailing us. Anna Fernanda, getting ready to watch the uh, episode right now. Thank you so much for checking in with us. Big Cav, I'll get to your questions in a second when I can, uh, when I can open up my damn phone. Fucking son of a bitchin' phone. So let's continue here with our episode. Uh, uh, back to the crew. They're loading the guns into the vans. They're uh, they're setting it up after Rick Rick stops by Jesse's house. And and I dug the Rick storyline because in this episode Rick was such in the forefront for the last couple of episodes. It was good to see him uh, just being in the back. The only thing I missed tonight was it's been a couple weeks since we dealt with anything with Carl and dealt with the whole Carl and his and his girl thing. And I was kind of missing that. I'm I'm missing Carl in general this season. Yeah, no, I'm not missing him too much. He had a, he had a pretty big season at the end of last season with the whole let's rape Carl, and uh, so he, he can't miss <laughs> him too much Carl. right now. He's, he had to eat his pudding. He had to check the room that called us back to last season that put all that right back in your memory when he was checking out the house and he went into that room <laughs> with his knife out because he learned his lesson, you know. So we checked in with him. He's trying to make friends with the girl. He followed the girl, you know. I, I think. We're good on the Carl. Uh, I, I personally, I, then I'll say it for myself. For myself, I needed more. I need closure. I need continuation of that story. They better, I hope they get to it next week because I'm curious where the fuck that girl's going. That's driving me nuts. I, I need to know that. And that's Carl's story, and I'm, miss, I'm missing that. And I want more. Uh, once again, Mother Dick. Thanks, Big Kev. Mother yeah, fucking Mother Dick. Dick. <laughs> Mother Dick. <laughs> Motherfucking dick. Oh, we got in the chat room. Oh, for once I'm right. Terra Chan, I love Carl. More Carl. Yay, Carl. Thank you. Anyways, yeah. so let's continue. So Rick hate Rick hates owls, or someone hates owls. And and he's gonna figure out who does this because the dick's on the job. If Do only see... there was someone around here who could look into this vandalism for you. So just to, just to be clear about who we didn't see tonight, we didn't see Michonne at all tonight. We didn't see Carl at all tonight. Those were the two we didn't see even for a second. Uh, okay, and did we, we didn't see, uh, did we see Rosita? No, we didn't see Rosita either. So we Carl, Sasha. we saw Sasha, Sasha was a big part of the episode. Oh no, not Sasha, I'm sorry, you're right, we didn't see Sasha. Uh, I was thinking, Tara. I was thinking Tara, sorry, confusing the two. And, um, well we didn't see Beth the governor, 
Martin or the two little girls. So that's we good. No, we didn't. Or Tyree. <laughs> nope. And we saw we saw Daryl for one half a second, and we didn't see any. Uh, we didn't even see any Merle Dixon. No Merle tonight. Did we see Daryl? For one second on the bike. Oh, taken off, right? Taken off. So, uh, so yeah. So we're they're gonna keep everything intact, keep the windows intact and the society intact to do something today. Rick says I have to take care of this situation. So I got to do something because he he tells a story about how there's an old saying that if you keep the windows intact, you keep the society intact. No, you keep mm -hmm. the siding. If the windows are intact, the, it'll keep the siding intact. Like if you don't care about the windows, the siding the society. will fall off too. I think he said society. It's it's a broken windows theory. It's a theory in criminal justice. Oh, he said society. Sociology. I thought yes, he said society. deciding. No, if nope. you live in a crappy environment, you're more apt to act like a crappy person. Uh, exactly. Right. One broken exactly. window leads to many broken mm -hmm. windows. Oh, absolutely. We also did not see Aaron tonight, who who is feels to me like he's becoming a main character. Was he on the back of Daryl's bike? Ooh. <laughs> you you got to think that him and Daryl are out getting people in there. They, oh, can't, yeah. they can't pay everyone per episode. That's very true they can't, especially as they become more popular. I remember that was a big problem towards some shows at the end when actors just start making so much money. It, that was a big problem in the last couple seasons of the Sopranos. They were like, will there be more Sopranos? million dollars an episode for Tony. Pay them like friends got paid. So we go back to the crew with loading the guns into the car. Nicholas and Aiden are acting like douchebags, condescending douchebags. Uh, nice say, but Noah gets a good shot off, and again, we won't dwell on this, but Noah shows that he has some pretty good shooting skills. He's no Sasha, but he definitely has Why has a good eye, good eye with the gun. Why waste the bullet? But they, they have si silencers, and they obviously don't have a supply yep. problem. I'm not saying why risk the noise. I'm saying why waste the bullet. I don't think it's a de I don't think it's a problem here. I think right, I think they're problem. It will eventually be a problem. Eh, I, I think sometimes it's... Wait, it's not want not. Eh. A penny saved is penny earned. I'm, I'm not going to... spent is around you can't put into your friend's head when they're getting eaten by a walker. Very true, but you can then... you can stab, If friends don't let friends get shot in the head, friends stab friends in the head. You shoot strangers, you stab friends. So the walker attacks Tara. Stabbing is more intimate. It is. It's, it's a loving situation. And she's on it with a knife. Uh, not, Eugene gets in this whole thing where he talks about not being combat inclined. Eugene, whatever the fuck is Eugene doing out there in this mission? He's hilarious, though. Any, anytime he starts going on a big rant, I, like, I laugh my ass I'm a fucking ass. coward. I, you know I shouldn't be going. Just take this with you and fucking find it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he says. He's like, why do I need to go so I can go? Yup, it matches. Look, like, read the fucking oh. boxes at the factory. Get this one. You've done it before at Target. Do it again now. Do Chronic says it's going to be awesome to see Daryl alone on the road out and doing stuff. Uh, Terry Chance, it's going to be, it's going to be Daryl and Aaron. <laughs> and Terry Chance says Deanna said they're out there scouting together. So we do get a word on them. Richie A says we know Daryl didn't shower. And Chris B says Daryl needs his own spinoff series. And uh, Daryl and Aaron, the fangirls coming out over there. <laughs> oh, they'd be so cute together. They really would. So. Uh, so, so Eugene, also Eugene is probably one of the most delusional human beings in the world, but we all know guys like this. He's thanking himself for them all being in this situation. It's it's because of him, because of him making up this lie about DC that they're all in this situation. Yep. But isn't I'm that the hero? He needs to but, justify the fact that he's he's still there. 
in his own head. But in in but to be real here, isn't it? I'll t- oh no, it's uh, I was gonna say it's Noah's fault. Didn't Noah lead them down this direction at this point? No, I think Noah got them to the, to Noah's town, and then when they were there, they were like, okay, well let's. That's when they ran into uh, Aaron. Aaron, who got them the rest of the way to this place. But they were gonna stop at Noah's town pretty much, because they had so- no other place to go. But let's just be one thing clear, Eugene. It's not, I love you, Eugene, but this is in no way has anything to do with you. So he, but he believes that uh, he, that he's lucky or not lucky that he, uh, that he convinced everyone to go to D.C. because of the consequences of the situation and them into this situation here that they're in now. And Tara asks, are you really, uh, are you really that much of a coward? She refers to him in that scene and he says, yep, damn right. This reminded me, not to get too into another show, but... Uh, he was reminding me a lot of Sam Tarley tonight. A lot of Sam from from uh, Game of Thrones, for anyone who's watched both shows. How how he should have been, anyway. Yeah, in some ways. Eugene been. finally grew a pair tonight, absolutely. And thank you for joining us in he here. Why to the Ori? He, he dug in deep and found strength. Like, he carried that dead weight out on his shoulder. Yeah. I, While I, fighting off zombies. Eugene was awesome, honestly kicking ass. the motherfucking dark. He finally gets to uh, talk some shit about how awesome he is. Yep. You know, <laughs> he's going to have some cool party stories. And he got to the van, and he circled the building, and he cleared away the zombies. Dude, he rode up. Yep. So Glenn and Noah are talking about Aiden. They're talking kind of shit about him. And holy shit, there's a ton of walkers in front of the building as they're kind of scouting out the building that they got to to try to find the supplies to fix the uh, fix the generator that two episodes ago was supposed to last forever, but then it just became like a test thing that they have to find parts for it now or it's all going to fall apart. So already th- things, are, uh, things are a well, little... everything needs maintenance, but if it's properly maintained, it should last forever. Right. So they're, for whatever, they're out there, and they see about 100 walkers outside the gates, and he says that they're not going to get out the front gates. So Glenn kind of knocks on a wall to attract some over, over, and they tell him to hold back. Aiden wants to move through safely, and he kind of agrees with uh, Glenn in this situation. We kind of already talked about this. But they proceed, and, it's, and they proceed in, and it gets into kind of like a video game situation, a Resident Evil thing, where they're, where they're shining a flashlight, and they have the guns, and it's uh, looking through the warehouse. It's, it's kind of cool. And they're slowly throwing, moving through the aisles, and you just kind of know something bad's eventually going to happen. And you just hear, shh, you can hear walks moaning, but they're not right there. So Glenn says, I think that they're stuck behind something, but I'm not positive. And then, of course, we're surprised by walkers, and there's just so many fucking walkers behind a fence. And Eugene is terrified, and he shits his little panties. Uh, we talk about this a lot this season, Joe, and we've been talking about this a lot since we started talking about The Walking Dead. I really think tonight was a great example of how they made the zombies dangerous tonight. They felt dangerous to me tonight. I felt, I felt a little bit scared. They were represented in numbers, in mass quantities, outside and inside. So, And that's really where they've always said the danger in the zombies lie. And when, when they do come around the corner and they see them around the, in, in the cages, one of the douchebag number two, I think, is like, wow, you were right, how'd you know? And Tara's like... Because I'm a bigger douchebag than you. We've been out here that long. That's how we know. Like, <laughs> we didn't know. We just kind of think, you know, they're not coming at us. We can hear them. They must be behind something. <laughs> but she's all like, because we're fucking awesome, dude. I, lo- I, love the- I love you guys in the chat room. You guys are awesome, keeping us smiling here tonight. Uh, Duke Chronic says, Eugene reminded me of Chuck Norris carrying a POW <laughs> to the chopper. 
That, and Richie, that, that mullet, that mullet is really just Chuck Norris's beard in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> He's spread it out to the top. And Richie A says, "Who would have thought that Eugene has more balls than Tyrese?" <laughs> right, finally. <laughs> Go Tyrese. I'm just gonna sit here. Oh I got bit on the arm. I can't run out of the house. Go get help. And Terry Chan, absolutely. It's one of those moments. Terry Chan said Eugene without the accent, hearing him on The Talking Dead is weird. It is. I saw him on uh, At Midnight a couple couple months ago, and uh, that was my first time kind of seeing him out of accent and everything, or at least in a long time, and seeing his real personality come out. And it's you see, he. It's just really gr- He's a he's a comic playing a character, and just similar to a Better Call Saul with Bob Odenkirk, seeing a comic be on a dramatic type show playing characters is something that's really awesome when it works and and adds so much humor to the show with Eugene and tonight showed Eugene, he has like major balls too when he needs to I love Eugene he's quit he, he's been one of my favorite characters since he showed up and I I really like him I hope him and uh, Abraham can somehow become bros again because I love those two together they have a great great vibe <laughs> they have a good I want them to I want them to hug I want them to hug it out yeah. Oh. Oh. If a uh, chick baby, yeah, oh, we got to say this. Get out with with his fists and face again. I, I agree. <laughs> Peace and love, uh, chicka baby. If uh, if Jax Teller was in this world, would he kill anyone who gives him the smallest problem? And then he'd walk like this. He'd do the strut. Yeah, he'd walk like that. Half waddle strut. <laughs> he'd do the Jax Teller. Uh, uh, Struddle. Uh, <laughs> the wonderful Stephanie's just like, don't talk shit about my Jax Teller over there. So <laughs> so Eugene is terrified shitting his panties. Now Eugene says, uh, here's the one, and he finds the right piece of she whatever. open the side of the box, like, and they pull it out, and, yep, and they match. That's the one. We got them. Let's get out of here. Ooh, we have... Uh... Well, they, well, the others are out looking. Well, they split up, okay, which is, you know... I thought we've learned by now if we all stay together in one group, it's much safer than if we have two groups because then one group is always running down after the second group to save them because oh. something bad shit happens. So why don't we just stay together and get it all together in pieces instead of just scattering and going to each find a little piece and walking back and forth past each other because we passed the shit <sighs> you were looking for three aisles ago. Joe, I don't necessarily disagree with you in most situations. In some situations, I will, but when you have more than one badass. But a night like this, when Glenn knows he's the only one that's really capable in that whole then house. he shouldn't have left the frickin' town. It's his own mean? fault he watched Noah get eaten. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Glenn's fault now. So uh, we saw, oh, Big Kev says, we saw Rosita lying in the bed while Abraham went to work. So we did see Rosita for a second tonight. You know, I like how four of the new guys went out, but two of the people from the town went out. Why are these the only two you have coming out and there's four of us going out? Shouldn't, like, if we're going to go do this, like, what are, like, is there only six of you living in this town? We've only met, like, like, aside from the party, where, where are all these other people that are at this fucking party? Why aren't they out fucking running shit down with us? They're eating boxes and boxes of pasta right now. That's yeah. what they're doing. Uh, why two to the Ori says it would be funny to see Jesse try to cut Eugene's hair. <laughs> oh, you can't cut Samson's hair, dude. It will. It will just come right back. They'll try to cut it. It'll be like the Carol Brady scene. You can't, in the, the you can't cut Samson's hair. You can't trim Chuck Norris's beard. 
and you can't cut Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris's mullet. <laughs> uh, Richie Ames mullet. Richie A says a dead herd uh, were always the most dangerous. Terry Chan, I'm only going to read one part of what you said. You all like dangerous zombies? Just you wait. <laughs> yes. So so uh, we'll, we'll leave it at there. So let's continue. So Eugene says, here's the one, and Tara cuts it open, and they find what they're looking for. And uh, Eugene is being very supportive in this situation. <laughs> and the, the, the then this is when our walker comes out in the huge riot gear, it, similar to the, the riot gear that Glenn had earlier on. Glenn and uh, T-Dog uh, had earlier. It was called T-Bag. T-Dog had from, uh, from his earlier... Tea bags yep. from a different show. That's from Prison Break. And so, <laughs> I want to know why the first thing out of Glenn's mouth when he sees it is, isn't stop shooting, stab it under the helmet. It's just one zombie. Yep. Like we've dealt with them. We know how to deal with the riot gear zombies. You know, and even like in in the commercial break, they reminded us. They reminded AMC was like, here everybody, we're gonna remind you that we know already how to deal with the zombies with the riot gear on. Watch Maggie take one out and go, Did you see that? Oh And then we see this guy just he, he's a putz. Joe, Joe, we have some answers to your question of where the other people would be. That perhaps they're at the construction site. They are probably already working. Uh, the, there's only three groups at this, at this particular wall, Joe. Uh, Ducronic says the builders, the rangers, and the bitches. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and Terry Bitch, go out and get a fucking pasta maker for yourself. <laughs> Terry Chan says, and those men were total pussies when it came to zombies, so so, uh, so more than Aiden. So really, Aiden and uh, Nicholas are the two badasses of the town. And then maybe Tobin, the guy on uh, the, guy on the anyway, construction crew. This. They're not maybe the two badasses at the town. They are absolutely the two loudmouths at the town. Francine's Good point. Good point. Yeah. But, Francine's uh, a badass. She should be Francine. out there. She shouldn't be building. She should be out there fucking zombie hunting. Yeah, Francine, Francine's the toughest person they have in that. Do I see a love interest for Daryl? Mm, I don't know. I see a love... Uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here because I might... for Rosita? Oh, yeah. get the jello tub. Rosita yeah. and... What was the new girl's name? Francine. Francine. Yeah, Twelve rounds in the jello. I know. I see a jello fight coming in, in your imagination. So so we opened the scene up to coughing at... Oh, I forgot to mention. Dumbass idiot Aiden who... Uh, who who just just keeps shooting this? You know, if something doesn't if something doesn't work the first time, just keep shooting. It will eventually work. And he shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots <laughs> until he finally hits it. And well, no, no, no. You hear wait, Glenn, let me you hear Glenn say again, like, wait. And then he wait shoots it. it. He he hits a fuck. Wait for it. He hit a fucking grenade. Oh shit. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Awesome, you fucking nuts. <laughs> Uh huh. Fucking idiot. You open up the scene with a coughing after the explosion, and unlike most television explosions, this one actually had fallout. Glenn looks around, and oh god, oh god. It looked like, from my perspective initially, that I thought Aiden was dead. He's not yeah, dead. Yeah. He's in, he's impaled on a uh, on a spit. It was from. It wasn't just from our uh, our point of view, but it was also from the point of view of Putz Boy Number Two, who gets off of, uh -huh. off the ground and looks at him, and just is like, oh, he's dead. My friend is dead. And, Time to and get out of here. immediately goes the other way. Move on. Yep. Oh, he's gone. Let's go. Let's get out of here. 
Yeah, this Nicholas the Dickless guy really sucks. He's almost, yeah. he's worse than Aiden. I hate Nicholas the Dickless worse than I hate Aiden yeah. because Aiden at least is self-aware. Nicholas the Dickless is just a shithead, and he's yep. and he thinks he's doing the right thing. This is a follower. Aiden at least is a leader. Yeah. Nicholas the Dickless is the shaft. Aiden's the head. <laughs> yep, yep. And no one has. And Eugene's the balls. No, no. Not Eugene, yet. Yeah, Eugene is the big dangly balls, my man. No, yep. Not yet. He eventually be. He eventually he grows. Yeah, like Voltron, the balls grow. Yeah. What pisses me off is Abraham, like, here's the thing. This is so fucking unorganized. This is the most unorganized of unorganized shit ever. Even when we were unorganized and we didn't know what we were doing, when we started our fucking journey off outside of Atlanta, we formulated a plan, and we stuck to that plan, and we survived. But we've thrown these plans out the window. We do not communicate these plans to the people that we were about to go risk our Preach lives on, with. Brother. And then there's Abraham. Abraham, who is a military combat trained, you know, veteran, supposedly, and he doesn't say once, we need a plan. We need to not just go out there willy-nilly. Don't get into that truck. They're playing shitty music. <laughs> You don't want to go in there. Uh, in that van. <laughs> Y2 the Ori. I, I tend to agree with you. I don't want to call out, but it is kind of weird. The Walking Dead are kind of being racist. Tyrese, Noah, who's next? Sasha or Gabriel? So it, it does... It oh, does. I, lo I love the preview. I love the preview. Made Sasha look all bell tower. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. So, uh, Terry Chan says, I hope they kill Gabriel. If uh, I think we're, we'll accept the racism if Gabriel dies. Yeah. That's, that's no, what I got to say. If Gabriel on. dies, I, I think we've, he's too much of an antagonist right now. Um, they have to be real close or, or in the process of replacing this antagonist to get rid of him, I think. He's a good, he's a good political uh, antagonist that's not you know, the threat that you keep alive in your group, the shame. You know, he's part of your group, and he's a dick, and you can't get rid of him. You Are can't you just really comparing Gabriel? Wait, 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 wait. I'm not letting you get you're, you're comparing Gabriel to Shane? Not in the fact that he's a man or he knows this, but in the fact that he's no a slimy, backstabbing son of a bitch. I don't you think You cannot she... say Shane isn't. Uh, Let me fuck my, my best friend's wife. That, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. He was dead back there. I didn't leave him to die. He was dead. I didn't leave him to die because I wouldn't have made it out of the hospital carrying my friend, so I just left him. Just like I, I wouldn't have made it out of the school alive, so I left Otis instead of carrying him. Just like I would have had two, a, son and a, a son and a daughter, but I had to fucking deal with you. So, you, just you, know. hate, you just hate Shane. I, I if hate Noah Gabriel, gets... too. That's why I'm comparing him to Shane. <laughs> uh, I think Chris he's a snake in the grass. He's the antagonist within the group. You can't get rid of him until you replace him with something new, I which okay. we might okay. have in the new governor here. Let's let's continue here. If uh, Noah gets replaced by another black person, then he'll get T Dog. Maybe it'll be Morgan. Uh, oh, Chick T three. T three. Chick Baby says three. Here comes an interesting one. We know what Joe's gonna say, uh, so I don't even have to ask him. Who would win in a fight, Abraham versus Shane? Uh, that would be that'd be an interesting one, considering that Glenn took. Or was at least put up a very, very good Glenn fight. Glenn didn't put up a fight. Glenn sucker punched Abraham, and then Abraham completely dismantled Glenn. Uh, and was just happy to have a fight. No, the no, real, no. Let, me, let me answer my point first, Joe, sure. before you tell sure. me my point's sure. wrong. Sure. Uh, I would say that I would think I think Shane would take Abraham in a fight personally. Is what I, that's what I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It would depend on what they were fighting for, I think. I think, uh, do you think, I think Rick, Rick could take a fight? Move. 
Yes, I think Rick. Rick in this you think world Rick kills takes Abraham in a fight. Yes. See, uh, if 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 he need to take him down, yes. See, I don't know. I don't know. I know that Rick took Tyrese in a fight, right? Yes, easily. No, Tyrese wasn't a fighter. No, Tyrese wasn't a fighter. He's just a big guy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with uh. I'm stay gonna with stay man. With um, with Abraham, and I, and this is why. Yes, one's a cop, but one's trained to kill, not subdue. The other's trained to subdue, then kill. And yeah, Abraham Abraham's training is kill. If you can bring bring us a, a hostage or something, but but kill him first because we don't have to worry about hostages. Just kill him. He's a combatant. Oh, very, very interesting. Uh, for any David Lynch fans out there, which I, I like a lot of David Lynch work. One of one of uh, the very awesome director show creator. Uh, he his daughter directed this episode. Twin Peaks. Very interesting. Right? David Lynch. Yeah, Twin Peaks. David Lynch, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. But his daughter directed this episode. Yeah, very interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, <laughs> Shane would be underestimated by Abraham, so Shane would uh, maybe says do chronic. Chick baby says Shane would fight for some pussy. Yeah, maybe if maybe if Shane was fighting for Tyrese's wife, I mean for Abraham's wife or something. For Rosita, yeah. For if, Rosita. Shane was with, if Shane was sleeping with Rosita. No, I, 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 I'd say Abraham. I'm gonna stay with Abraham. Oh, I didn't, see anything, I didn't see anything that I liked out of Shane except for, for gunshots and uh. And getting his ass beat paranoia. by and paranoia. No, I, I'm I'm Shane was a piece of shit and fuck him. He doesn't get uh, tough guy status as far as I'm concerned. Okay, he so was let's put get... down not just by Rick but by a little boy when Rick was done. <laughs> How about you say that? So a little boy brought him down to the ground and killed his ass. <laughs> so... Oh gosh! So Noah freaks out and uh, make a tough zombie. So we go back to the scene after the, uh, the the coughing and after the explosion. We had a couple of great points in the chat room about the fight between the two. Um, and yes, uh, uh, David Lynch, he Mahan drives a great movie, Blue Velvet, and uh, as we mentioned, Twin Peaks. Uh, Shane would fight for some pussy. Uh, so. Let's go, but we but we don't know how Shane would have developed over time. We know what what Shane was like, and then a big question of who would win the fight is what season Shane versus what season Abraham. Like what mode is Abraham in? And that kind of goes to what Joe said. What are they? Abraham what are they in all the dick mode. How about that mode? <laughs> versus Shane and post. Abraham, uh, Abraham and did Eugene lie to me this whole time? Mode. How about that mode? Now, does Shane think that uh, Abraham was beating Rosita? Because if, if Shane thinks that he's beating Rosita, I don't think Abraham stands a chance. You just take his ass. Now, you didn't even like when when Shane did that, when he beat up uh, Carol's husband. I fucking love that. That, that to me, yeah, won Shane. That, like, okay, yeah, I love that. That was great. He just because it's relevant for later. Knife him to the back of the fucking skull. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, Carol wouldn't have minded. No. So, uh, no, they all knew that he was an abusive fuck. They all knew that he was fucking treating her like shit, probably raping them both. They all knew it. They all fucking knew it. And Shane's the only one who did anything about it, but they should have just fucking murdered him and left him in the fucking quarry. I miss that. Uh, I miss it. What, what did Carol call him in a couple episodes? With that fine, that, that, that crazy man, or whatever she called him. Oh, I'm getting gas pain now. Oh. Okay. So we oh, open up this fucking Ed. 
and Shane. Speaking of the gas, we ha- we open up a scene of uh, coughing because of the gas after the explosion, and Glenn looks around. Oh God! Oh shit! Oh shit! Aiden's dead and impaled, or just impaled. Noah freaks out, and Glenn can barely uh, see him. I mean, it's it's dark. Eugene calls from afar, over here, Tara's down. And it looks like Tara might be dead, too. She's bleeding from her head. We don't know. Uh, oh, let's, yeah, let's, head. It's she's a bad head. She, let's hope Tara comes back from this, because she does survive the episode. She's alive at the end of the episode. Let's hope we get her to Dr. Well, Drunk. I hope she's not the same. I hope she's loose. I hope she's <laughs> angry. I hope she's always trying to fight everybody. I hope that Dr. Do- Dr. Drunk gets to her. Oh, okay. So Tara's down, and Eugene can't tell if she's okay or not. He can't reach her, and a walker's coming, and Eugene needs to take it out, but he's scared, and he's shaking, and they're telling him, this is yours. Take him out. Take him out. And he's about to do it. He's about to shoot one, but then another one comes over, the, comes over from behind him and almost bites him and gets him down on the ground. But thankfully, Glenn comes in and, for not the last time in this episode, saves the fucking day, and... Uh, and also uh, Noah helps him as well. So then we cut over to uh, <laughs> to Carol walking down the stairs of her of her house to hear, to hear a suspicious little noise. She goes into the, the, the stairs, and who's in there but Sam? And Sam wants more cookies. I'm so craving. I want some cookies. Want some he needs the cookies. See, I would say this Carol. kid's not not craving. This kid. No, not at all. This kid. This kid's a badass. Yeah, this kid is a badass. Is his dad beating up his mom? So he is at her house. Dad Car- give cookies. Get not cookies like this. <laughs> he gives different kinds of cookies. So he he was he was at her house. Carol doesn't care much about about his house or this uh, statue that was uh, destroyed. He asks her, "Listen." He's like, "Listen, just show me how to cook the cookies." And Carol says, "Listen." What you really got to do is steal that chocolate from Olivia, and I'll teach you how to eat the cookies, but then you have to steal me extra chocolate, because because I stole that chocolate bar last episode, I've had me a chocolate craving. Hell yeah. And then, of course, she throws... You're going to make this kid an accomplice just to make sure he keeps his mouth shut. And, of course, she throws in a couple of threats as well, and, and I think this goes very much to something Joe was saying at the very beginning of the episode, the fact that uh, any interactions with children give her horrible flashbacks of all the pain that she endured, uh, having to deal with everything Ed did to her, Sophia, to having to deal with everything Ed did to herself, having to deal with everything she had, had to do to, uh, to those two little girls last season. Uh, it's all of that coming back and just being around, bring around this child. This probably reminds her in some ways. I don't think it gets you directly said this, but the way the kids just just gives her those feelings and makes her uh, makes her be very very. Oh, yeah. She's had a bad run with children since the birth of her own. Yeah, but she but she but Carol is awesome in these scenes. I love Carol. I get in a melody of vision. Great point. I guess Sam wasn't really that scared of Carol's threat. It seems like he's scared of something else a lot more than Carol's threats. One of the reasons why Carol knows that Dad's doing bad shit yeah. at home. Uh, Carl, Carl, uh, Carl has a question. Would Carol get exiled if Deanna finds out that Carol threatened to kill Jesse's son? I, I have a feeling that if uh, anyone found out who Carol really was, that she'd be in a lot of trouble in that situation. No, I'm going to say no. If Deanna found out what Carol said to her son, she would not be exiled. The town would be lost to the 13th. <laughs> the 13. <laughs> I like oh, that. Excuse me. The 12. Oh, the, 12. Ch- the 12 at this point. Chick yeah. Baby says, I, I wish. 11 because Tara, we kind of, oh, right. is, well, she, yeah. am I, is Our a casualty at the moment. Yeah. 
Let's uh, let's catch up to the chat room for a second here. Melody of Vision says Shane was cool when he stood up for Carol. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Y2 says I love how Sam was stealing chocolate for Carol to make the cookies. Yep. Chick Baby also says I wish. Uh, in, watch out, Joe. Don't freak out too much. Here. I wish Lori died before Shane and Rick had the final moment, and Rick and Shane would be the dynamic duo. If I. Yeah, I could have uh, dealt, yeah. dealt with that. That would have been a different story. Terry Chan, Chan says, I feel bad for... I could too, Joe. I, I felt bad for Sam. Uh, he's He's been beaten on. Carl also says, will Carol... Oh, we already answered that. Melody Vision. I guess Sam wasn't that really scared. Okay. I can only see... If I can only see one more eight... Everybody ate Chris joke. I swear I'll kill myself. Yeah, that's going to be the big... That's going to be the big ongoing joke here from this episode that people be making... Uh, pictures with that written. It's going to be ridiculous. You're going to see that forever for this. Uh, that kid is so fucking annoying. Are you t uh, Chick Baby, are you talking about Sam or are you talking about, uh, talking about Chris? <laughs> so uh, so we hear, I, I think you're talking about Sam. He is a little, he's a little, come on, Carol. Uh, get, show, me how to, show me how to do it, Carol. I want more cookies. So Olivia, he has to steal more cookies from chocolate from Olivia because Carol needs her chocolate fix, and she threatens the kids. So we cut over to Aiden again, and we hear Aiden squealing. We thought he was dead, but he's not. And they're trying to get him, get him back, and uh, get him off the spit, and knock a few walkers down, and sh and they shoot a flare, and they run in there and go, and they cut to. Uh, we cut over after in the middle of their action scene to a sign that was probably when before people originally moved into Alexandria, when it was still being shown as the, the one of those uh, closed communities, and it's the big billboard that says, Big Things Are Coming. We didn't get a lot of symbolism in this episode, but I think that was one of the few things that they threw in here, just to show you that something's coming towards the end of this season, or and, and oh, yeah. things are coming to Alexandria. That was foreshadowing the season finale being a big episode. And it was also, I think that was a billboard for the mall that there was supposed to be going up. Mm -hmm. The commerce that Maggie's handling right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Abraham and his uh, construction crew are picking up parts from uh, the shopping center, and uh, they, they talk, they're just, just kind of joking about it. One of the guys says, yeah, I think it's uh, Tobin that says, I need to send a fax to Cleveland <laughs> as he walks off to jerk off or take a shit. Which one, what was he going off to do? Fax to shit. Probably shit. jerk off too. Jerk off and shit. I I I said jerk off. Stephanie said shit. We're 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 a bit no, of a he was definitely going to shit. Uh, he had a newspaper, not a magazine. Nobody's got a cell phone full of porn anymore. <laughs> Actually, you might. They could charge that shit back there. Yeah, they have they have the uh, they have the whole generator thing going on. Yeah, so. It's it's funny because uh, both of the actors from Everyone Hates Chris died on The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, poor Greg, too. I forgot about that. Uh, Tao can't do shit to Rick's family. Deanna knows that. that who was, very on, who else was on Everybody Hates Chris? Who did I miss? Uh, what's his name? The friggin' uh, chat room explained him. It was uh, Greg. Greg on Everyone Hates Chris, I believe. Oh, right. Oh, right. right. I forgot that kid in the prison. Yeah, just very briefly in the his prison. His best yeah. friend from Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah. The geek. The geeky kid. Or Didn't didn't he have a thing with Beth? Or wanted a thing with I'm Beth? I'm glad to be here to play with Carl's toys. Yeah, it was that guy, the kid, the Carl Storos kid. So, <laughs> thanks for letting me play with Carl's toys, Big Rick. <laughs> so, uh, the sending the facts to Cleveland, we're taking a shit or jerking off, whatever, one of the two. So Abraham, deep breath, and an ominous, ominous music plays, almost like we we get inside Abraham's head for a second, and he has a little uh, Jedi premonition that things are about to go crazy, or he's pumping himself up for something. 
and then he freaks out. At, we see everyone oh, yeah, freaking yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely, that's what he's thinking. He's like, the the prick is going off to shit in the woods. He should have shit before he left. Like that. Like he he immediately he immediately is thinking bad shit's about to happen. I think. Do they have a radio playing too? Like, are you serious? You you want every bit of your senses, you know, focused on what you're doing, and and the rest of it instead of listening to the music, you want focused on listening to the woods and for walkers coming up at you. We know these bitches are stealthy. <laughs> Do you, Chronic? You're funny. Uh, the scene of Aiden being killed by the zombies was like the scene of the military douche in the movie Day of the Dead being eaten. It was kind of similar. It was. Uh, I wonder if it was a Cleveland Browns shit joke, like I have to go to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Chris, Chris B, good, good one. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been a Cleveland Browns joke. Oh, the Browns. What a, what a gross name for a sports team. I know it's dogs. <laughs> I tend to think of duty, too, when they ever hear Cleveland Browns. So Abraham takes a deep breath, and uh, and we can see the guy freaking out as the walkers are coming in, and we see the guy, uh, they got the guy jerking off. He comes, They come running in in overwhelming amounts. Abraham goes into, uh, goes up to the, the, the truck and goes to kind of save Francine and, and throws her into the truck and goes to protect her, and that's when we get our awesome mother dick line, one of the all-time great Abraham lines. Mother Dick. After he saves, yeah, her, her life. Like so, one of the so they they just right the the the, the zombies start coming. The guy runs out of the woods, and the lookout is up is in front of them a good 20, 20 yards or so, twenty five yards up in a bucket from a a, a back loader or whatever the hell they're called. The chair, no, it was a it was a backhoe. It was the front bucket to a backhoe, and uh. One of the putz boys who's shooting wildly at all these zombies underneath her shoots the hydraulics that she's in, and the bucket just jumps her out into the middle of all the zombies. And instead of everybody going, let's get her, let's help her, uh, the foreman is like, fuck that bitch, let's get out of here before they get us. Abraham, he doesn't like that one bit. One bit. So he goes to save her. He pulls her out of the zombies. He throws her into the... They don't really have an escape. So he puts her inside the, the cabin, and he sneaks underneath. And one of the other guys comes over and helps to save. He's, he's, he's inspired by Abraham. So he goes to help clear out the remaining zombies. And dickhead foreman gives dude shit. He's like, don't, don't go do that, man. What are you doing? He's like, I'm going to help him. He's like, but they're... You know, he's like, so they don't end up dead or, you know... <laughs> so, and that's uh, when you get the mother dick line. You know, let's get back to work, you fucking prick. Big, big sexy says uh, the the kid's name on the show uh, on Walking Dead was Patrick. Patrick was the character's name. The yeah. uh, the other everyone hates Chris character. Yeah, and why? In Y two, thank you so much for the subscription, buddy. Abraham went all Game of Thrones with that mace. Uh, yes, he did. He was fucking crazy. You know, he he he. Was, no, he, he he only went Game of Thrones for one swing or two swings before the fucking thing broke. And then he just went Game of Thrones with a handle. <laughs> all those, uh, Johnny Rico says, uh, all those zombie kills is just what Abraham needed to feel good again. He had so much fun. You could tell Abraham oh, was yeah. having a ton, a ton of fun in that situation. And, and you got to feel so happy for Abraham at the end of all of this that he's got his construction crew, and that's going to be that. That is soon going to be the most competent group of the entire uh, the entire place. Well, I kind of I kind of liked too that that uh, 
the construction guy, the foreman, wasn't all, you know. Tobin, oh, I think his name is. Oh, you, you, you asshole, you broke the rules, I'm going to have you punished for this or anything like that. He went right to the, you know, mayor and was like, hey, this dude knows what he's doing. He's going to be far better leader. He'd had them all organized. We got attacked, and he still made him work for three more hours. I'm, I'm pretty sure this guy, I'm pretty sure this guy's the same guy that offered to teach Carol how to shoot as well. So this guy seems like a pretty nice guy, a genuinely yeah. a well, decent guy. He didn't come off as nice. He came off as creepy back in the in the mm, shop. No, no, because because I think that was the perspective we were getting from our characters because we didn't understand these people yet. I think we're starting to get to know who the good people in this place are, who the useless people are, and who the actual dicks are. And I think that guy Tobin proved to me tonight that he's not a bad guy. At least in no, my mind. And looking and looking back on that, he was just trying guy. to leave her to die so we could. You just all... think, every, Joe. You just think everyone's a bad he guy. He tried to Shane Odisser. He I don't have to run faster than the bear. I just have to run faster than you, my man. No, he because because he was following rules that he later admitted he thinks the rules are shit, and that's why he quit because he think, you know, he he's just doing what he's told to do. That were the rules they did they did lay out. They had these rules laid out in the town and in the books. They also mentioned these rules that yes. you know the many are more important than the one. If one person is going to get caught, the most important is that we all, the rest of us, get everyone back. Always, everyone always quotes that Star Trek one, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. What they don't get is Star Trek I don't Trek think that's three. necessarily from Star Trek. No, let me finish here. Let me finish here. But they, they don't get is in Star Trek three. Ultimately, they save Spock's life and risk everyone's life for the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. Right. The needs of Captain Kirk. Not even the needs of Spock. <laughs> it was right. the needs of the Kirk. Captain Kirk outweigh. Okay, enough Star Trek talk. So back the needs to of the Kirk outweigh the needs of the many, but the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, unless it's Kirk. And we could do this with Walking Dead too, with Kirkman. The needs of the Kirkman outweigh the needs of the few, of needs of the many. So back, uh, back from our commercial break, Abraham's crawling under the tractor, starting to shoot, and this is where he grabs the fucking mace and starts knocking some walkers' head one by one. And then the crew starts to help again and get inspired by him. Cut to Pete up showing up at Rick's house, and this is the preview that we saw uh, from last last week. Pete's drunk again. He's like, I saw you at the party. And, uh, well, it was just an owl, because they're talking about the owl statue. It looks like it was, it was probably destroyed, the owl. Sorry I heard you lost your wife. He's talking, Pete's talking to him. He's like, and then there's silence. Pete, you know, I'm sure it looks like we haven't lost much, uh, but we've lost things. He keeps going on about we've lost lots of things too, and we're fighting like hell to hold on. Sure you have, Pete. Everything yeah. you and your people have been through, you haven't, you haven't seen that. Rick said, we understand, we do. Pete offers, and then he just kind of changes the subject in a really awkward way. It's like, yeah, I know, I know I'm completely drunk and I made like really weird comments to you, but you should bring your kids over for a checkup. Let me, and then yeah, we no, I think I'll let them die of many diseases before I let you examine my children. <laughs> and I oh, thought this was, I thought this was also, uh, not to get too far down the comic route, but I think this was also an interesting callback to the comics where Laurie and uh, Crazy Rick talking to imaginary Laurie is much more of a bigger part of uh, through on the comics. So they have him kind of look down at his wedding ring for a second just to show that Laurie's still on his mind. Where we haven't heard we haven't heard about her. I mean, he talks about her a little last week. Well, the kid, the guy mentions Laurie. I heard you lost your wife. Right, but I'm but I'm saying like like that was a moment that to show us that Rick hasn't completely let it go. And we ne and we haven't really seen many of those moments since he stopped being crazy on the show. 
Whereas in the book, he continuously keeps talking to his wife and it doesn't truly let go of her until he gets here and, and things start to happen. And I think this Boy, is the beginning so of that. That didn't continue. Yeah, me too. Me too. But but I think that I think there was a little bit of a shout out to it in that moment, and that's why we sh they showed him showed him with his wedding ring. At least to me, that's how I took it. And uh, then we cut over to uh, to Eugene saying uh, you saying all of you should have just listened to Tara, who is unconscious. Walkers are coming, and Eugene goes back to uh, goes to block the door, and he's carrying her on his shoulder. And this is when Eugene mans up, and he uh, puts her. He kind of talks to her even though she's unconscious, and he puts her puts uh, her up on his shoulder, and he's walking out of breath and coming around the corner, and Eugene, he steps the fuck up, and he starts shooting down some walkers, man. Way to go, Eugene. Way to fucking go. And he saves Tara, gets Tara the hell out of there. I hope she survives and is conscious enough to realize what he did for her. She, really awesome job, Eugene, for actually stepping up. Uh, I think I think I lost Joe for, or, oh no, Joe had to step away for a second. So then we go back to Aiden, and uh, he's, he's good, you got to stay quiet, and we'll get you out. They, they're they trying to talk to him and explain to him that we're going to get you out of this situation. We're going to find you. Uh, here we go. Let's get catch up with the cut before we go, keep going. Uh, do, 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 do. Here we go. Johnny Rico, uh, all the, yep. how did that girl not break her leg? How, Francine, absolutely. How did she not? Richie A says, we found out that the town leave their people behind. Melody Vision, yeah, at least he was humble enough to step down after his leadership, talking about Tobin. Right, right. Ducron says, Pete says he's going to fight to hold on to his wife. I bet he's going to literally fight to hold on to his wife. Melody Vision says, he's such a lush, though. It's when we get drunk a little. We know Joe doesn't agree with drinking at all in the zombie apocalypse, but it's one thing to drink a little bit in the zombie apocalypse, but to get completely shit-faced. I don't know. And Carl, will Rick and Jesse pursue a romance? Will Rick go and kill him? Kill this pill? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be... I think a lot of it has to depend on what Rick decides to do with the information he finds out from Carol at the end of the episode without getting too much. Tara is Eugene's best friend, and it's great to see that he stepped up for her and, sh and showed her, because I think Tara would do the same thing for Eugene. When Eugene grew a pair, an angel caught its wings. <laughs> good one, Johnny Rico. Good one. So let's continue. Back to Aiden. He says, you got to stay quiet. We'll get you out of here, okay? And they try to lift him off the rod to his arms, but it's difficult. And they try again. Walkers are coming, and Noah, Noah's trying to fend them off, actually doing some work. And Nicholas, the dickless asshole, whispers in Aiden's ear, you left, you left, you left them, and that's who you are. And then Nick leaves. So that connects a little bit to our other story, our other side story that we're dealing with, uh, with Abraham stuff about referencing what what he was telling Glenn earlier in the couple episodes ago about losing men on his OA teams. And obviously they're discussing this rule in in Alexandria to sacrifice a man if, it, if you need to set, to basically go all Shane. What, what was that character's name? You guys can tell me in the chat room. I'm blanking on it. Uh, Curtis was, or, well, Otis. Otis was his name, maybe? Uh, the character that uh, Shane sacrificed back in season one when he was getting, rescuing the medicine from, uh, from the school. It, and going all of that. And th it seems like the Alexandria people, that is just a mainstay of who they are as people. That's just part of, part of their whole thing of what they do. So uh, here we go. Do you think that Daryl will be the one to find Morgan? I don't know. Uh, Morgan's kind of crazy, Terry Chan says. Uh, 
Anno, welcome to the room. Welcome so much. Uh, Daryl doesn't know what he looks like or who he is. Would Aaron and Daryl really bring Morgan back? I tend to not think so. I don't think. I think if Morgan is at all similar to the Morgan that. Oh, cool. Thank you, Terry Chan. I'm glad I came up with that myself. <laughs> the memory works sometimes. If uh, if uh, if he's at all similar to the way he was the last time we saw him, even if he's gotten a little bit better, I seriously doubt that he'll be the type of guy that those two will want to bring back to tap. To town, I think if anything, we gotta hope that Morgan just can keep track of where they are, and maybe Rick one time when he goes out for a walk bumps into him or something. <laughs> Carl, I, I think I, we can all hope that, or at least there'll be many fan fictions about that. Terry Chan, and I'm loving all the parallels to previous seasons lately. Me too. It's making it feel like more of a concise world, more of a just much more depth to it. I love when shows decide to do that and let you actually live and breathe in the world and make reference to things that have happened. There's too many shows that forget about that. And I think sometimes leading up to this season, I think this season's doing better in The Walking Dead than they ever have done it before. I think some of the past seasons, sometimes you forget about things that have happened in the past. And I like how everything's kind of coming full circle here. So uh, so, so Abraham says uh, you leave people behind, man. There's in in Tobin goes in, there's a system, apparently one in which people fucking bail on each other when they're in trouble. Great fucking system. Welcome yeah, back, Joe. Yeah, Francine, that. oh, that's okay. Francine says, uh, are you good? Uh, and Abraham asks her, and uh, he says, I want to, and they get into the whole thing. We kind of already talked about this. Uh, they all decide that they want to continue working. And so Abraham, instead of arguing about it, just kind of supports everything and goes into super leadership commander mode. And kick some serious ass. And like, I want let, to... the, let the girl decide. You know, do, are we stopping or are we gonna keep working? <laughs> are, are you that fragile or are you okay? Did you get hurt Francine or is... are we ready to go here? I think the truth of the matter is Francine's the biggest badass they got when it when well, it comes down to. I it. agree. I agree. And, and here's the thing, that's life now. That doesn't mean stop. Everything's over. Like that's what life is. There's gonna be packs of zombies coming at you. Whenever you're not behind that wall, so get used to it. Don't just say, "Okay, let's call it a day and get back behind that wall." Let's, you know, take care of business. I have a question for you. Just for, do you think if Tobin was the one out there, Francine would have told Abraham to leave him? I think there was only one person that said leave him. <laughs> so that is Tobin. So Tobin was the commander. So that was just something that only some of the higher ups can 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 make those calls. Or is everyone in town forced to kind of do that? I, guess that's I don't, what I don't know. Do. I think they just do. Right. The hard that's who we are, man. They're weak. That's what we do. That's who we are. Right? That's what That's what Putz Boy number yep. two says to members only. Absolutely. <laughs> Terry Chance, the, the big question is who's going to die in the last two years. We'll, we'll talk about last two episodes. We'll talk about that at the end. Uh, but there's a lot of rumors that a lot of people think it's either going to be Carol or Daryl, that those are the two, 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 that the two bigger characters, that w one of the three of our main group are going to die. And uh, I like know, to keep, keep the Atlanta Five alive. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you on that one, Joe. If, and if anyone we can lose, it's Carl. But I don't think we've seen Carl enough this season we to lose. We can't lose Carl. I agree with what? the whole, we can't lose Carl. He we is can't lose the whole world. No, but Dude, my whole thing with Carl... Like, can be the eaten. baby can go. The baby can be <laughs> saved can upon. We, we went through that. You, you'd save the horse. If we can get rid of Noah, we can get rid of the baby. 
Joe, we've been through it. You get rid of the baby over the horse. You would throw the baby as a horse ball, as a as a zombie bomb, and save the horse. We went through that last week. You can't ride no baby to freedom, to safety. Uh, it depends how tall you are. So if you want, you want. If you if you're like a Smurf or a, uh, a Lilliputian or something, you know you want that baby. So uh, it's very true. And if there's zombies, there could be Smurfs. So uh, anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. <laughs> By that logic, yep, I'm not arguing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, anyways, they want two lookouts to keep an eye out. Pull those cobwebs out your ass, cause we got a wall to build. Way to go. Way to go, Abraham. Yep. And then we cut back to me too, Katie. I love I love everything Abraham and Glenn this episode. Not that I, I they're like both of those guys. If we were talking about how last week, and I really do believe last week, Sasha had one of her best episodes, and Carol was like MVP in last episode. I think in this episode you had they just gave so much great stuff to Glenn and to Abraham in this episode, and Eugene. Yes. And like the three three of them were just so fucking awesome in this episode from beginning to end. And see, and I, that's what. The frickin' Walk a Dead, Walk a Dead, Walking Dead. Oh, my brain hurts. Yeah. Shows the Game of Thrones fucked up with Sam Tarly. That's how his character kind of was supposed to. We're gonna you know. you, we're gonna talk more about Sam on the uh, Game of Thrones one. So we'll no, we'll talk more about Sam. Make the comparison known <laughs> that. This was a big, uh, big moment for this character, who was a self-admitted craven, coward, couldn't do anything, can't take care of himself, needed the group to get, yeah. get there. As points out to him, even though it was his brilliant idea to go to DC, that they had the best chance there. He wouldn't be there without the group. But now a, we know he could. We're gonna put a crossover Joestress here for uh, the for a future Game of Thrones podcast that's coming up soon. <laughs> a crossover Joestress. Across the registers. So I want uh, to look up. So we come back to the warehouse and Nick's running outside uh, and getting uh, getting attached. Uh, Nick keeps running around running around outside with his chicken with his head cut off. And Glenn and Noah go back into the door as they're all get kind of stuck in. Uh, the, the logistics of it were a little weird. I think all three of them were in. Uh, were all three of them in a different containers of the revolving door, or were was Noah and Noah and Glenn were yeah. in one. And, and Nick was in, in the, the other. exact opposite container. So there's four containers, and the exact opposite was Putz Boy number two. And they're all stuck in a revolving door. And anyone who's ever been in a goddamn revolving door knows these things suck in general. Forget zombies involved. Just these things alone <laughs> are big pains in the asses sometimes. The, the automatic ones you have to worry about hitting your head when you're stepping oh. through, and, and then the ones so, that you have to push through are so hard to push through sometimes. They're just wouldn't like, it have been easier to balance? If you're Glenn, and you know you're going to be the last one in this fucking case no matter what because you're the guy with the balls and the ultimate strength and the ultimate man in this whole situation, right? <laughs> if you're Glenn and you know that's going to be the outcome where you're the last one out, don't you say, let the fucking cripple out first? It'll be easier to balance if me and you are on opposite sides of this little whirly gig and we let this putz boy out. And if he argues with you, you and Noah just push him into the fucking zombies and go out. Problem solved. No need for a knife to the back of the head. I know to answer your question without saying it out loud, I... I could see them doing that, but I, it would be it would be interesting to see if they decided to go in that direction. I personally don't think it's going to happen, but it could. Now that'd be a very interesting way to go, and that would be a very very interesting thing to do. So, so good, very good question, good point. So we cut to Deanna, 
And yes, the the season finale is going to be 90 minutes long, so they got to put it fit a lot of shit in there. Speaking of the baby, who the hell has her? Is she just chilling with Rosita? Maybe that's what Rosita is doing. That's her job right now, taking care of the baby. Oh, was that, or was those, that oh, a that, good question to on, 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 Anonymous? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Because everybody, I thought you were talking to me and Katie, and I were both confused at what you were saying. Uh, that too. Anonymous wants to know about something that happens with Carl in the book if it'll carry over to the show. Yeah, that's, and it's yeah, it's that's hard to say. It's, it's something that's easy enough to do, uh, you know. But who knows? The show has taken so many different variations from the book and turns from it that it could be a good thing. Get, I, I wouldn't mind if I saw that. Ghetto Toad says, knowing Glenn should have sacrificed that douche and made out with Eugene. Yeah. That, I mean, come on. This guy left his friend and... Yeah, he just what Drew Chronic said. Dickless, Dickless already... I checked him. He was dead. Him. He didn't check him. We saw him. He just got up and ran the other way. He's checking him, was looking at him pale. That was it. How could he be alive? You know, and, and, and truthfully, if they had gotten him off that rack, really... He's got two, like, three-inch spikes sticking out of his torso. He's dead. There's nothing you can do to save this guy. No. By them going over to him on this rack should have been only to put a bullet in his head, which they could have done from across the room. So they're fuck up. They should have just killed. They should have seen the the the, the, the amount of trauma that had been imposed upon this guy, knowing they already have to carry... Tara out of the fucking building also there's who's a job a for mortal no. head wound. There's a job for Noah. He has a good shot. We've already established that at the beginning of the right. episode. He, he could, could, have, he could have just taken care of that right then and there and he'd still be alive. They probably would have all gotten out together that way. <laughs> or they'd all be stuck in that room. Uh, Anna Fernanda. Welcome in. Have banana. Got home, watched a bit of the show, had to peek in on you guys. Rest in peace, Noah. Have a good vacation, Phil. Thank you so much. Give that big fuzzy dog of yours a big hug. Cute cute friggin' ghost-looking motherfucking dog you have there. So we cut to uh, Deanna, and if uh, Abraham had not followed her orders, uh, this is her talking to Tobin, and he's talking about how if Abraham had followed my orders and the orders of the town, or whoever these orders came from, they come from Deanna. Is she the one that's declared this? They don't actually get down to that in this episode about who started this whole thing. And... uh, and she says, uh, if Abraham followed the orders, we'd be dead. Reg does not qualify to run a construction crew. Everyone's still out there working for Abraham, and he, he could leave them better than anyone could. Reg and Diana aren't sure what to think, but you can tell uh, that they're kind of on the fence about it. But then Maggie, she gets something to do. with. She's there for a reason and uh, to listen. And she says, ah. she says uh, listen, Abraham's very capable. And she says, how does that sound? That every, this, is a, this is a habit that happens. People, you yeah. tell me your people are good for things and they take over the town. Well, if your people weren't such shit, this is what Maggie should have said. If your pe- people weren't such friggin', didn't have that's any ability to say. do anything. That's what she did say. We know what we're doing. That's why you had us come here. That's why Daryl and, and Aaron are out looking for more people to come here because you don't need people who know what you're doing because you don't know what you're fucking doing. You don't. I guess she just she just said it nicer than I would have said. She it. did say it much nicer, nicer than you, much nicer than I would have too. Which is why yeah. which is why she's studying to be a politician, I guess. Yeah. No. And and uh. It's, and it's right Herschel. before right before Mayor saying said anything about anything on that vein, I, as soon as this guy got up and walked out of the room, I was like, there you go. Rick's the sheriff. He's in charge of the construction crew. Glenn's going to be now in charge of the uh, go away team. And Daryl's secondhand man on the on the uh, bring people back teams, recruiting. on the recruiting team. 
you already took over this town. Now all you got to do is put Carol in charge of that freaking house. Town's yours. You don't even have to do anything violent. You're in all the positions of power. Next, off the governor, Maggie's the new figurehead. Boom! Town's ours, bitches! Uh, Car- Carl asks, has Deanna killed any walkers? Deanna doesn't know shit about killing yeah, we, we haven't. We didn't. We didn't. Rick, admittedly, we didn't ask them those, any of the three questions. Uh, and we also have two chronics saying, uh, saying, "You people, I thought it was us." Yeah, exactly. You people, I thought we were one community. So we. Uh, so yeah. after this whole situation, uh, where Maggie does, uh, Deanna says, "That's right, Maggie, get back to work." And Deanna will be down in a minute to go back downstairs to, to do what to do what. Going on. To do what? I want to know what it was. I know you don't know, and I don't know. I want that someone to tell me what's in the basement. What's in the basement? So I just, I just think she's helping her with town shit, like, like organizing how everything's working in this town, town politics and shit. And she's like, they're out there working up strategies, thinking of doing the, doing the prep and the planning on what this town could be one day. Because that definitely seems very, you know, town inclusive to have the mayor's office in her basement mm-hmm. rather than in some sort of town mayor office. Shouldn't she be? Shouldn't Maggie really be like a nurse for the doctor? Isn't that the best job that she could do? Because it's considering what she's, what she's done in the past. I don't know. I, I just, yep. That just seems like it would be the best job for man. Don't they have any farm? Why don't they have any farm animals inside this wall? Why don't they have chicken coops and and all she's this? Just shit? To, she's just start a farm. Yeah, that's absolutely because the food is not going to last forever. I don't care how many boxes of pasta you have. Right. If Noah's if Noah's smart enough to think about the next. Also, wait, Daryl puts that shit down. <laughs> I know. You see him eat pasta. Jesus, he slurps that shit down like an animal. He loves his chicken. <laughs> so, speaking of more food, let's not make ourselves hungry again like last week. We cut to a boy bringing the chocolate to Carol, and she acts like it's a bag of drugs. She's like, get into the house. Get in, come on, come on. <laughs> Don't do say anything. She does. It's exactly what it was like, a 15-year-old high school kid dropping off a bag to their friend's mom. Yeah, buying buy a bag of weed. It's like, here's a bag of weed, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Smith. Get in here. Get in here. behind you. Did anyone see you walk in here? Yeah, looking out the door both ways before yeah. she shuts it. <laughs> Were you always a good cook, Sam asks. Sam was so Shut annoying. Up, talk to me. We're not talking, kid. Shut up. We're not friends. I, just, I love Shut how she... Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut the fuck up. You're out of your element, kid. Wipe your hands. Again, Sam. Shut the fuck up, kid. Shut the fuck up. He apparently doesn't know how to be quiet. He just keeps I like going. to break things. <laughs> Carol finally says, uh, I like it. It makes me forget when I'm sad. Break stuff? What kind of stuff? Did you break your own stuff? And he nods. Why are you here? <laughs> and again, i got to say it. That's The mother knew immediately who the fuck it was that broke the fucking owl in the workshop. You know, because she knows that all her shit around the house is either missing or broken or she finds it hidden in the couch broken because no kid thinks that it'll ever get, once they hide it behind a cushion or whatever, it's never going to be, it'll never be found behind the TV. I've never looked back there. Why would my mother? She doesn't vacuum or anything. Like, you know, that's how, that's the, the, the kid's brain. So this woman knows that shit's been broken all over her house and that it's most likely not the husband who then comes downstairs and goes, who broke my shit and beats me for it? <laughs> Ghetto to it says the doctor's gonna look at the flowers pretty soon. <laughs> Carol's gonna look at the flowers. 
You need to uh, make that motherfucker go look at the flowers, Rick. Look at the pretty flowers. <laughs> Carol, Carol, Carol got it. But and I mean, this kid got Carol her chocolate fix. I mean, the least the least she could do is like show her. Dude, some she of- is eating all that motherfucking chocolate. She took one bar for the cookies, then she broke in and got herself another bar. <laughs> then this kid went and got two more yeah, bars. Yeah, the chocolate are- is gone. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. This, Carol has destroyed all the chocolate in the community. She, she, <laughs> Carol's a menace. <laughs> so Sam says. Sam asks, "Why did you steal the guns?" And she says, she "Sometimes you need to." Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel's the chocolate thief. He he's is. The devil. He is. He's he's uh, he's making devil food cake. Da da da. Sorry, it was bad. Uh, so he says, "Why did you steal the guns?" Because someone needs to protect. Someone needs to protect. We need to protect yourself. Carol says. Sam asks to have a gun. He says, can I have a gun? And she says, why do you want one? He says, not for me. Who's it for? Carol asks. Sam says nothing, and then he runs away. And Carol just gets this look in her face like, hmm. Yeah. I know what's going he's on. He's not scared of me, and he came back to me, and he's looking for a gun that's not for him. It's for mommy, because the real threat is at home. Yeah, you just said it perfectly, Joe. I think, ultimately... She's thinking, if he's not afraid of me, something else seriously bad's going. And these people don't know what's going on outside. So if he's not afraid of me and he's not afraid of outside, there's there's some we know I know what's going on here. Right, His and this mother- kid this kid figure subtract two years from this kid's age, and he he's about the age Carl was when the shit started, right? So about like, so right now. So subtract two years from his age that he's maybe been behind this wall the whole time. He hasn't seen any of these zombies. Um, they're not taking him out on runs. They're not letting him see. You know, maybe he sees a walker from the windows and it's scary, but he hasn't seen what you know Glenn saw that we know of. <laughs> we've we've got a couple of funny comments here. Ghetto Toad says, "You're absolutely right, dude. He hasn't seen anything like at this point." So, right, so, so why would he be scared? You're gonna tie me up in a tree where nobody can hear me scream from what? Exactly. Don't even move. Carol's going to end up robbing the whole supply of chocolate bars, Ghetto Toad says. Terry Chan says they're going to get suspicious if she doesn't start chilling. It doesn't chill. Richie A says, uh, Carol's chocolate dime bags. (laughs) Terry Chan also says she's taken too much. And Y2 the Ori says, they said that there was only five bars left, so she's definitely going to be careful with these chocolate bars. But but granted, if anyone comes up. That means there's only one left now. Yep. Because yep. she took, she's had four, she's grabbed four of them. Well, she had, yeah, maybe. Two, there might be two left. Uh, let's not count chocolate. When did they say there was five? Like before? I think in the, in the first episode. I, I think when she's getting ready so to make her cookies. The one for the, for the cookies. No, she only got a half. She only got a half for the cookies. Well, no, no, let's say they were already, they were in tinfoil. They weren't uh, like full candy bars. So maybe they were already broken down into the quarters. So she took one. When she when she made the cookies, then she broke in and took one, and then she had this little bugger go off and steal two more. If That's there four. was only if there was only five quarters, if there was five actual bars, then she hasn't. Then really there's taken one full much. bar missing now. And there's well exactly. So it's either one or the other. So back to the revolving door great of death. Chocolate scandal. <laughs> the great chocolate scandal of Alexandria. So we're we're on the mission here. So back to the revolving door of death. 
Nick is uh, trying to is going to try to we're going to try to shoot past them. Glenn has his gun, but Nick has the ammo, so there's no no doing it that way. Noah yells that there's got to be another way. Then all of a sudden, here comes Eugene to save the day with the, the van honking the horn, actually using sound to their with advantage the dub, with the dubstep playing. Yep, to just drive to drag everyone yelling, "Come on and get me! Come on and get me!" And the walkers start to try to chase him in the van, but and the guys try to get loose from the revolving door. But where to go? There are still so many like walkers out around side. So Glenn's gonna break through the glass so that they can get through the glass and get all in the same place and then shoot shoot past the others. Now uh, Nick is Nick is scared that it's not gonna work because Nick Nick. Nicholas has no dick. He's the real pussy ballless son of a bitch in this situation. He's scared it's not going to work, and then Nick reaches his arm out, and he tries, and he... And this he, is why you have to make this dick cooperate until the end. This is why he's already ran off twice. You cannot allow this prick to be like, oh, we're going to let you out first, because he's not going to stay to help. He's not going to try to clear the zombies away from the other side of the door so that the other two of you can get out. He's just going to take off as soon as he gets out of this revolving. He yep. needs to be forced to let Noah out of there first. Noah needed to be the first one out of that door. And but then no. Noah let Fuckface out, and then Glenn could have got out, since Glenn was apparently going to be the last one out anyway. But no, fuckface had a, he was just that guy trying to push his way out of a, you know that guy, you're go, leaving a concert or a sporting event and everything's packed to pack, and then there's always like one or two people like being dicks and just not obeying by the line, trying to push their way through. What are you and trying to say about me? Away. All the times you've put your hand on my shoulder and let me clear a path for us out of the concert. <laughs> hey, what hey, the I just hell are you trying to say about me? Dude, you, I'm saying that you're awesome, but, but that's beside the point. But if it was a zombie apocalypse, I'd be like, dude, no, don't do that. Don't do that right now. <laughs> so uh, real life before zombie apocalypse, real life. So Noah gets grabbed, unfortunately, and he and he says like he says to Noah, or he says to Glenn, who's trying to hold on to him. Did he say let go, or did he say he don't let go? Don't. don't go. He said don't let go, and and uh. On the top, on talking head, they said it was deeper than just a. Yeah, it was deeper than just the physical hold, but. You know, no. ah, don't let go of your humanity. Don't let go of my. It was don't let go of my leg, motherfucker. Help me. Don't. I don't want to die. And as far as I'm concerned, dude, what was your leg doing anywhere near the fucking opening? Well, with the other guy pushing out, no, like he had an no, opening. no, 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 no. He should have been. He should have been there trying to. No. Katie, let's talk Joe off the ledge here because he's not making much sense. Those things are very small, dude. Those things are small. You've got two people in it. There's two people in there. There's not much room. There's not much room in that place. Watch Noah that scene again. This is unhealthy, Joseph. Noah shouldn't have been there. I'm the only okay. one that seems to actually be on Noah's side. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. I, you're I'm definitely not on Noah's side, Joe. You have wanted him to live. I wanted him back in town, <laughs> writing in this fucking book with the with the nice old man. That's what I want. But no, everybody else is like, oh, he was a hero. No, he was a putz who shouldn't have been there in the first place. Who let his leg get taken out? No, he his didn't. Let it was. Can we blame Joe? Come on, can we just blame Nicholas the Dickless on this one? It was re it was his fault. This wasn't Noah's fault, dude. Stop. It was it was Glenn's okay, fault we're gonna because they didn't stop. They oh my did, god, they went, stop they went there. They knew he was a deep. I'm I'm about to mute you. Stop it, dude. Come on. 
Give me a break. It was Tyrese's fault for not letting fucking Noah yeah. die back in the other town. Okay. See, and it was all the. It's all ultimately. Why did she have to save his life? It's all the baby's fault for living. No, it's fault. So, it's all Jude's fault. Why didn't you see it before, Joe? It's all the baby's fault. So Glenn's crying as he sees uh as you as we watch Noah get the shit eaten out of him while Glenn watches through the glass as well. Oh yeah, that's official. Oh. That was a wonderful favorite death so Great far death. ever in The Walking yeah. Dead. It was really fucking awesome. Yeah. Noah was Carl. Carl says Noah was a boring character. Reap for the Walker death. <laughs> Uh, ripe for, excuse me, ripe for the walker death. In the promo, we see four graves, Noah, Aiden, Tara, Pete, and hopefully Father Gabriel. If uh, Dickless watched, watched them give the slack and he pushed up against them. So it really was Dickless's fault for knocking Noah off balance. If, if we want to get past the fact that Noah shouldn't have been there in the first place, the actual, in the moment, it was Dickless's fault. Yeah, it comes down, good, it comes down to, to, to douchebag and putz boy number two. Yeah, Right, Pre poor poor planning of what you do in this kind of situation. So it's the architect's really fault who is building this fucking place who put right. that revolving, it's revolving door. Revolving door. It's, yeah, it's revolving door shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> if you're making a blame pizza, we're gonna give several slices to the builder of this. Oh, those things are dangerous, man. Those things cause a lot of injury every year. Blame pizzas. Oh, revolving doors. Yeah, revolving doors are horrible. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying blame pizzas are dangerous things. They they can be. They it's a, it's a lot to eat sometimes. Oh, so, you have to eat the blame pizza, man. Yeah, oh, that's that's tough. So so Glenn, uh, really amazing acting by Glenn in the scene by Stephen Yuen, uh, Yen, like crying, seeing Noah watching his getting his face eaten off. Just the emotion he portrayed in that scene was very real, very and I think and what I want to say too, the fact that I agree with you, Joe, that the don't let go is Noah clinging to life and saying it in the last moment, in the sense saying what I think someone would actually say in that moment. Not everything has to have hidden deeper meaning and saying, Oh, it means don't give up in life and that's just an actor adding some shit. For as a real actor, what you would really be playing in that moment is don't let go, Joe. Don't you fucking let go. You better fucking not let go, you motherfucker. Don't you fucking let go. Let them I mean, eat that's my leg and then the rest of it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut me in a, me a head. I don't care if I'm just a head in a jar like a future hammer. Like, make me live. I'll stab walkers with my mouth. I'll be like, come back here and bite your buddy legs off. Yeah. I don't care, dude. Keep me alive. So uh, I I, that's what that's what I think too. You you're just thinking, don't let go, pull me back into there. Let's get out of here. We're so close. I don't want to get. I don't want to get fish hooked. <laughs> so I have the, to give the, a the fact that it was a fish hook and he was behind glass like he was in one of the governor's little fish tanks Ooh. and Glenn was kind of looking at him through this and he was getting his face ripped off. It really did remind me of like a fish tank yeah. and he was getting fish hooked at the same time. It was very like. It drew me back to the moment of, of the governor sitting in his chair looking at all the heads in the in the yeah. tanks. Noah was like jo Johnny Rico says and very perfect. Noah was like, This is how this is how a zombie death is, bitches in the yeah. Jesse Pinkman bitches place. And, well at least uh, you know he ain't, Noah ain't turning into no zombie. They did him pretty good. No, pretty no, good. he's he's eaten. He's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and Melody O'Vision says, Yeah, Glenn was trembling. Great acting by Steven. It's yeah. Uh, it was a good situation for a revolving door when they could have easily sacrificed the one guy. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we know it's a show. We, we, get, we get intense about it. Glenn is crying and he sees crying. It's awful. So move over. We're leaving. 
says uh, Nick as he runs out to the car, and he says to Eugene, get out of here, move over the car. And Nick says, either you come back with me or you stay and die with your friends. Yep. And then, again, Eugene does not hold back. Eugene tries to fight him and tries to grab his gun, and they fight over the van, and they, uh, he gets out. and they're bit in, But Eugene obviously he's isn't a fighter. A fighter. He, had, he found the courage, yeah, he's, but he's not a fighter, and he gets thrown on the ground. Yeah, and he didn't give jumps him, in the van. They didn't give him Marty McFly disease, where suddenly, even though Marty McFly is like standing up for himself, he can suddenly beat the shit out of Biff. Yeah. <laughs> he got a one lucky punch. He didn't beat the shit out of Biff. He got a one lucky punch. And then why doesn't Biff, Biff beat button, him up? That shit can happen. If you were Biff, wouldn't you just beat him up the next time then? Yes, you would. But when your button gets pushed, and you got to remember, Biff was a bully, and bullies are notoriously pussy. Very true. Big Very as true. they may be. So Nick, who's trying that to be a... That was the moral of that. The moral of that story. You're very <laughs> this, this quick review of Back to the Future is brought to you by the Issues Program. So Nick gets back, gets back in, and Nick, Nick pushes uh, Eugene down to the ground, and he gets into the car, and he's getting ready, and just in the nick of the time comes Glenn with, like, a flying punch. He's like, Rawr! Yeah, and you think, it's, you think it's Eugene for the second there, because, you know, it's as soon as he climbs in the van, you know, you figure Eugene was climbing up off the ground, to pull him out of the van, but it wasn't Eugene. Then you figure out when he jumps on top of him that it was actually Glenn who pulled him out. It was Glenn. And, and Glenn just what? Yeah, no, Glenn should have finished him. Finish him. Finished him. Because when this kid goes back... Yeah, we were. T someone was saying that in the chat room. Of ...him versus Eugene, the self-professed coward who is now the hero, carrying the body, shooting the walkers, driving the van, luring them away, and putting up a fight. Okay. Oh no. Good. No. Good point, Terry Chan. Terry Chan says, "I meant about Noah saying, 'Don't let go.' It wasn't all in the moment. Such lines always have a deeper meaning in most pieces of literature." Great. Great point. Great point. And I think when the actor is playing that in the in the subtext of the scene, it definitely did have more more of a connection to the conversation that Glenn yeah. and and him were having in the last episode. So right. There was right, direct, right. Right. This is art. This isn't. This is art. This is literature. It comes from literature. But you know what? If we put the real spin on it and we put it, look at it like a human moment of someone getting about to rip, be ripped apart by zombies. It's a don't let go of my fucking leg. All the literary shit goes out the window when you're in that. But you're, but Terry Chan, you're a thousand percent correct. correct. It was, it was, a, it was definitely a good, a well placed moment, and it made. I said, this, I think I might have said this earlier. It made the scene in the last week's episode with the two of them yep. even hold more true to me, to me anyways. To, and it made me wish. Did it really made me wish that Maggie was there too? Because Maggie was with Glenn when they were having it. So maybe it should have been. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna well, not talk and, about and that. Kirkman, Kirkman likes to do that stuff. Like even with the symbolism behind the scarlet letter A last week. Like, like yeah, mm -hmm. it can only go so far. But once you put that little. Uh, Rick tries to sneak the kiss and he wants to shoot the guy in the back and he's obviously thinking about fucking this woman and he flashes the A back and forth to each other when they pass each other in the street. It is definitely the connotation of a scarlet letter. It's a definite nod to yeah. Nathaniel Hawthorne's work regardless of the A from Terminus or any of the other symbolism that's involved with this letter and in this series. It is an absolute nod and he does play with these devices all the time in this work and that's part of the brilliance of, of him bringing the creativity he does to a graphic novel. Do what I really liked about uh, I really like about this moment or this episode with Rick is when we saw Rick flirting with the girl in this episode, he didn't seem as creepy this episode flirting with her. He seemed like it was more normal. I know he's still flirting with a married woman. He's all that his stuff, sauce wore off. He's not drunk anymore. Right. 
but but the sauce had worn off the next morning when he gave her the when he flashed her the A and he gave her the I'm gonna shoot your husband look. No, uh, maybe he had drank more than we thought, and he was maybe he hadn't slept yet. Possibly. He was still drinking. <laughs> so uh, so Once you they start Rick. Yeah, I can let go. All right, he said I could let go. I didn't have to be good. <laughs> I so, drank six uh, bottles of booze last night. So uh, Glenn says asks Noah to help him get uh, get uh, the. Dumbass number two, Dickless, into the back of the car. And Eugene says, asks about Noah, and Glenn just looks down and has, like, a real emotional look but doesn't, so to know he's obviously gone. So then we cut to Carol knocking on Pete's door. <laughs> Pete, do you need something? Carol's asking about Sam, she, if he's okay. And and uh, he goes, why wouldn't Sam be okay? Carol wants to talk to Jesse, but... Oh, and, and what a fucking red flag that is. Like, why wouldn't he be okay? Not, like... Of course, it doesn't okay. matter what happened. What happened to my son? Yeah, what what are you talking about? It was yeah, it was absolutely yeah. defensive. Like, what are you trying to say about me? And not did something happen to my kid? Yeah, like, and then it it's was, like it's like Joe. Wait a second, can I talk to Katie for a second here? No, you can't talk to Katie. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck do you want to talk to Katie, dude? Yeah, why do you want to talk to Katie? Uh, Katie, are you okay? No, no, oh, don't you're ask talking her about him in the show. I see what you're saying. Oh no, I'm saying to you. No, but that, what I'm saying, yeah, it's about talking to you. Come over there for a minute, Phil. <laughs> Hey, hey, man, why are you getting so defensive? I just want to well, talk to Katie. come to the resort, yo, and enjoy some water slides. <laughs> okay, sorry. Right. Right. the back of the skull. <laughs> For talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> Pete's, but Pete says it's not a good time, and he slams the door. He doesn't stab me in the back. He just slams the door. In it. So we go back to Glenn driving the van, and uh, Eugene's holding a gun to Nick's head, and he's looking... And looking, sa- holding a gun, and uh, Nick is there too, and and they're all looking sadly at Tara, looking down into a notebook to read one sentence that, one sentence that he cannot, that I couldn't clearly make out because my television here. In the this is stuff. the beginning. <laughs> this oh, is, is the that beginning. <laughs> it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. Yeah, yeah, this is the beginning, and this is the end. Good job my taking way. notes, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. Let's get oh, to this father. It's got me fish hooked. The pain is unbelievable. I feel my cheek tearing. Is that my balls? I think it might be. <laughs> yep, no, he wasn't taking notes. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get back. We'll cut that to the chat room after we're done because we're almost done with the episode. But uh, back to Glenn driving in the van. Eugene holding the gun. We already went through that. So cut to Gabriel. And a lot of this stuff that's about to happen here gets intertwined together. Uh, like the scenes kind of go get cut back and forth. We go to Father Benedict Arnold Gabriel, who comes to Deanna to speak privately. Gabriel says, "Satan's in disguise as an angel of light. I'm afraid that light is here within you. That there's light within these walls." But your community is a paradise. But I'm grateful to be here. But you made a mistake letting in all those other people. You know, I I personally let tons of my people die as they were clawing on my church, begging for me to stay there for the night. And I let them all die and listen to them suffer these outside the walls. But awful, these people are the devil. These people are the devil, not me. These Fuck awful these people. people murdered three men. Yeah, three men. Who ate their friend's leg yes. <laughs> and did countless other atrocious things to them and people before them. Joe. And, and saved my life. Yeah, I was just going to say, these horrible they, people saved my life. And they kept me alive, took me with them to this paradise, Satan. but you should not have let them in here. 
You should let me I in. I did not let my flock in with me. And that's why I got to say, I think he's talking about himself. He's the fucking devil. He's the fucking snake in the grass. We all know this. And to top it all off with a little cherry, I for, uh, I'm lost. Okay. I lost myself. <laughs> I, 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 Gabriel's just not even worth a cherry. Fucking putz needs to die. Now, Joe is going to give Gabriel the cherry on top, but Gabriel is so worthless that he doesn't even deserve the cherry he on top. He doesn't get no cherries. So he gets minus one cherry. Negative cherries from Joe. Negative cherries. Negative cherries for Gabriel. <laughs> so we cut to, at the same time that he's telling them that they've done unspeakable things, we oh, cut to... Do you, you hear it. No, no, no. Before, before they cut. Before they cut. Right before they cut. Um... Because he's he's telling her, and she kind of, like, defends him, but right before they cut, you hear, I need help! We need help out here! You, you hear them get, get back, I think. Someone's yelling for help out in the back. Yeah, it, it happens in a second here. Uh, we cut to Rick and Carol, too, as Deanna and Gabriel keep talking. Deanna, oh, a, another cut. Okay. Yeah, Deanna says uh, they've, survi they've survived, and their asset, and all the people, you guys have always obviously survived, but you obviously have your assets. But Gabriel thinks that they're dangerous, thinks what they had to do, that they put their life, that when it comes down to it, they're going to put their lives over yours and destroy everything you built. Again, I tend to agree with Joe that sometimes when someone is such a bad person or it has these like evil tendencies inside of them, they project onto other people and they yell at you and they say, you, you're that type of person that's going to backstab people when they're really just talking about themselves. And I think Gabriel in a lot of ways is talking about himself. And I don't think he's fully aware of it, but he's really almost compulsively throwing himself under the bus here to be, to, and by, and trying to sell Rick down the river. By, but really, as Joe mentioned, talking about his own problems and his own demons that he suffers from. At least that's how I took it in that situation. He's so dangerous. Exactly. So fucking dangerous. So we, uh, so at the same time we do, we cut around this period of time we hear people in the background yell for help and help and we cut over to Sam and to Carol and Rick talking and Carol says Sam didn't have to say anything but I know that he's being abused. I know I know Pete is hurting him. And Rick says, "How do you know?" And she just gives him a look like, "Rick, yeah. uh, come on." You know, you know what my life. You remember my life when but, you first met me. You remember my husband, don't you? But to be fair, does Rick doesn't had Rick not come back? Does Rick know him as well as say some of the other members of the group knew him? Like, was that before? Did was that guy pretty much killed when Rick he came died? Back? He died, I think, just about. As soon from, as Rick got back. He wasn't my, a for around a long No, from my perspective, he, when Rick finally showed up, he was there for a little while, then he quickly left to go back to Atlanta to find Mer to get Merle again, and then when he came back a second time, uh, Carol's husband was already dead. So I don't right. think she he really knew Carol's husband. No, but Laurie he, told him about it. There's no way Laurie... Laurie La there was no way Laurie didn't, like... Or Shane, even. Or Shane told him about it as well. All of them. All Yeah, yeah. like... Rick knows exactly who her husband was and all of that, and I think that's one of the reasons why he made it such a point to get Sophia. Absolutely. I, I tend to agree with that as well. So we Not go back to whoever or whatever, he's got a kid and blah, 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 but I think that probably was part of the big driving factor. Now, back into the conversation about the devil, Satan, bullshit, asshole, motherfucking cocksucking dickhead, prick, uh, Father Gabriel. He's talking and throwing them more and more under the bus, but... 
Who is about to have serve some use? It looks like here, and I hope this quiet leads into Maggie, a good situation. Quiet as a mouse, Maggie. Mousy Maggie. Maggie is in the right place at the right time, and the shadows listening. See Gabriel, now, it, now it goes to show you why they've had her quiet all yeah. these episodes. She's so not going to stand for that shit. This one scene. <laughs> she is, but. But when it comes down to it, she's probably one of the people you least want to hear this information because she's going to kill this guy. She's going to, real Maggie will fucking ring this guy up by his throat and, and choke him up because she's a real person of God. I mean, maybe she'll forgive this, but she's, she, she is like spiritual in the right ways, having someone like Herschel in her life who knew how to ingratiate that into your life in the she right way. She was a little appalled, if I remember correctly. I think she was a little, not necessarily, she knew what they were doing was not the wrong thing, but she didn't swing any of the axes at those three in the church. Right. So I think in this, in this, part of her knows what they did may have been over the line, but it was a necessary evil. I still, I hear that, but she, there's no way she's on board with what Gabriel's saying here. Absolutely not. These these people are, are a heaven sent to her. There's, she owes them life. She owes her. She is one of them. She's not. Is one of them. She is one of them. She, she is, is one, one of the of people them. that he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. So Gabriel doesn't believe that they deserve to live in paradise. Deanna is skeptical of the priest. I think she feels he's crazy. Is what I wrote down in my notes. But I think Deanna might actually believe what he says. Who knows? We'll have to see it as the time goes on. Deanna then pauses, and this is where we hear screaming outside. We cut back to we, and they all run out to go see what's going on. Then we cut back to Carol and Rick, and Rick says, I know how this is going to go with, uh, Carol says, Rick, I know how this is going to go with Pete. Only one way it can go. And then she pauses, looks at him, and says, you know what, Rick? Or she didn't say, I'm paraphrasing. You're going to have to kill him. End of episode. Damn! Dun, dun, dun. Holy shit. What a great way to end the episode. Almost reminded me of a, uh, a Breaking Bad episode of, of the way that Walt would say something to Jesse and then the episode would end or something. You, you're going to have to you're gonna have to take care of this. Dun, dun, yep. dun. We know she's right. Yep. Yeah, she is. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of lot of deaths coming up soon. I think uh, Pete's going to... I, I, I'd worry about Carol more than I'd worry about Rick if I was Pete. I mean, we've been, we've been through... What do you do? You can't take him prisoner, and if you let him go, he's a threat. And we know that. And we know that exiling those three was wrong. I was, but, was, that was he, that's true. That's bad. I don't want to don't get too into this because I have a feeling we're going to talk about this a lot next week. But th I think the problem comes is that he's a doctor, and that you uh, and that those are few and far between. So maybe Maggie can step up here. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So uh, so that that's a good place to end. In our previews for next week, we did see some uh, we. What was our previews for next week? We we heard a lot of voiceover. We heard Rick voiceover over. The so on one thing do. I liked seeing was someone running through the town, and Sasha had a bead on that person. Looked like she was going to shoot him. Yes, we and definitely it saw like she that. She was in the bell tower, going all fucking. What's his name? Now I have a feeling this episode. I have a feeling this episode won't be, and I could be wrong. Will be a lot of lead up to the big action that we're going to see in our season finale. Is what I think. Oh yeah. So let's get back. Let's get to the chat room before we end here and try to try to clean up the chat room here. I'm so glad Maggie heard Gabriel Big Sexy says, uh, telling everyone because he's going to get what he deserves. Yes. Uh, now that would be something. Uh, what Father Gabriel just came off looking crazy, starting off with Satan comes as an angel of light. What should Deanna? Why, why should Deanna believe him? 
I get into oh, it. Yeah. So he comes off. He comes off super fucking nuts and super fucking paranoid and super fucking creepy with everything that came out of his mouth. The way he was shaking and telling her the stuff that he was. And no doubt that somebody in the thirteen interviews she had to take told her ass about what this man did and how he's a false fucking priest. You, you got to hope someone mentioned something about that. Uh, probably because they don't even think about him. They think he's just a douche. They they don't even, they overlook him. So again, uh, for I think in the book, it, in the book, it's a little different. Her reaction is much more strong and it's much more concrete. And it is to the fact of who the fuck do you think you are? I know what you did, you you, you prick. Not to mention she's a boy. So uh, right. Father Gabriel just came up looking crazy. Uh, Ghetto Toad says Gabriel should be crucified. Sanctimonious little sanctimonious little prick. Richie says, what a two-faced asshat. Burn that motherfucker alive. Why would uh, you ever want to give him a crucifixion? He would love that. <laughs> he would <laughs> relish the moment in every every pound of the nail through his, his fucking flesh. He would love Melody it. O'Vision says, Gabriel is throwing his gun to the bus again, just like with the congregation when he locked them out. Absolutely. Absolutely. With uh, Big, sexy, awesome stuff. Uh, Ghetto Toad, he, uh, he chats bare shit like he's some sort of angel letting his own flock die outside while he hides like some little bitch. Uh, Melio Vision, I'm glad to. Uh, Terry Chan, Gabriel's ass should have been left on that fucking rock. I could, exact, I couldn't say it better myself. Igor, yes, Maggie should tell, uh, tell her how Gabriel left, left his followers out to die. Father Gabriel is the Judas. Uh, that would be a good idea. You, you know what they should have done? Uh, honestly, in my mind, they should have made him change his clothes. Didn't he throw that thing off anyway? <laughs> like, did <laughs> he didn't he throw the? Off. Yeah. yeah, and then he, yeah, he it's back the on off. now, though, right? He's back in town. <laughs> he's got a new flock. He's gonna set set his roots. But he's, he's gonna let them all die. What a fucking prick! He rips <laughs> up his Bible and then goes talks, uh, yeah. preaches all this. Uh, sure. You know. Joe, when I saw him ripping up the Bible, I thought he was finally getting smart and just making some toilet paper, but I forgot where they were. They probably have toilet paper in boxes. You mean rolling paper. Rolling paper, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alexandria Grow House is right over there. Uh, Carl <laughs> says, how would Gabriel die? Uh, how, how, how will Gabriel die? Will he go outside the walls, or will Gabriel be murdered within the walls? Uh, I don't know. I, have a, it, I could see him also taking his own life. He seems like that kind which of little boy he goes after first. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Deanna... after Carl, we know he dies inside the walls. Chick Baby says, Deanna's not going to believe this fucking idiot. Eeyore says, Gabriel's a squealer. Judas Priest Gabriel. <laughs> Maybe he will kill himself out of remorse like Judas. Melody Vision, that's what I was just thinking. Eeyore says, it's, uh, it's great how Carol can convey everything with just a look. Chick Baby, Carol's a thug-ass bitch. Will Carol kill Pete? Uh, that's and, what's why what's... does Rick need to kill him? Why does Rick need to kill him? Rick, you're going to need to kill him. Uh, you're the one that I likes think, to put bullets in little girls looking at the flowers, Carol. I think I you think, maybe need to go come. Why are you putting that on me? I think because of the rationalization that he's a cop, that he could get away with doing it if he saw that he was committing he's a crime. He's the sheriff, yeah. Uh, I think she could probably get away with it, too, at this point. I think maybe, she maybe. knows how to kill this no, because it would break her, No, because it would break her cover of who she was, and she wants to keep... Being, keep being invisible. I think she can do it and get away with it. I think she could enter that house at night and put this man away and get out of that house and, oh, yeah, looks like we got a murder here in the wonderful Alexandria. Oh, well, let's move on. Drew Chronic says uh, that chick, and I think you're talking about Olivia, is going to smell those cookies. <laughs> Maggie's face, though. Yeah, totally. Maggie's face was, like, ridiculous. Maggie versus Gabriel, Tara Chen says. Maggie said she didn't believe... Uh, said she didn't believe anymore. Not really spiritual. 
uh, once she realizes her and Terrachin, once she realizes her son is dead, she'll start to believe him. Yeah, she might. She might. That might. You're very true, Terrachin. That might connect the dots with her in an unfortunate way. Maggie has been captured two times when she was awaiting execution. There's no good people out there. Richie says, uh, "Just kill him, Rick. I'm Carol. I bake awesome applesauce cookies. Just do the job." <laughs> I Eura ain't says, you any of my cookies until you kill him, Rick. Eura <laughs> says, motherfucker's gonna die. Ghetto to says, judge not unless ye be judged, Gabriel, yes. Johnny Rico, Carol needs to kill Dr. Pete, not Rick, which is what she should have done to Ed back then. And that's what I tend to think, the vibe I'm getting is that Carol's gonna be the one that kills him. Rick, Rick it's almost too obvious that Rick will. So Ghetto Toad also says... Getting rapey cop vibes from the creepy doctor. He's a drunk doctor. Ren, yeah, Ren, Ren, Ren. Welcome. Getting, I'm not getting rapey cop vibes. I'm just getting slap my wife around vibes. You know, in my kid around. Feeling vibes. like they they were probably you know close to being on the outs before the apocalypse, and he's regretting that he's ever with her and all that. I, shit. I think it was yeah. in the last episode when she's talking to her husband. I believe her when she was talking about her husband when she says we've gone through good times and bad times, and right now we're in a bad time. I. I think I think I believe that I believe that maybe they were well, on the. Of course, they've gone through good times because they got married. They had a kid, and they, no. everybody goes through good times and bad times. But you, the bad times they're going through right now aren't. Bad I hear times. you. I, what they're I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I I don't think he's beat her before the zombie apocalypse. I could be wrong. I just don't think that. If I get that kind of vibe. I don't know where I'm pulling that out of my ass, but I it just. It all starts somewhere. Liquid Eagle, welcome. This. Uh, this weak-ass community is going to be get more of the group killed. Get the hell out of there and count your losses. Uh, Carl, I'm going to skip over that. Another group from outside the wall. Maybe, maybe maybe we will. Maybe we'll bump into some more people that are out there. Chick Baby Carol is going to kill Gabriel if she finds out what he said. I like to see Carol. I like to give leave Carol leave Gabriel alone in a room with Carol with the information that Maggie knows. Uh, Hang him upside down, pick off his toenails. How will Gabriel die? We'll, we already went through that. He burnt. Yeah, Ren Renwood. Good point. He burned his collar. Where did he get this new collar? Is he just using? Can you use just any white piece of paper, any cardboard? Maybe they got a, maybe they got a, a church in there somewhere. Because his new cult made it for him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe his new uh, his new congregation or cult, whatever you want to say. Richie A. For all we know, Gabriel may have come from a psycho ward. That's what Joe was saying earlier in the episode. Uh, he, that we don't really know that anything he's saying is true. He could just yeah. be complete bullshit artist. Right. We only uh, Melody have Visions. word for what it, for for what he has said. We don't have anybody else's word as to who he is, except for who he says he is. Melody of Vision says, "Me too, Joe. Serial killers look normal and invisible." Go, Carol. Or Gabriel. Which one are we talking about? Gabriel. Uh, no, it it gets confusing. Carol, we're talking about Carol, right? Yeah. She could get in and out of there, no problem. Nobody's going to be the wiser. She wants to know where the fucking Junior League is, for Christ's sake. It gets a little confusing sometimes uh, because of the delay thing here. Uh, me too. Uh, the last doctor is getting treated like a king. <laughs> it's true. Where's the weed? Seriously. You know it's out there somewhere. You know they have. We, joke, we were joking about that. You know they have it in Alexandria. Uh, the bunker would be locked up so tight, ain't no one getting in there <laughs> in the weed bunker. That is for damn sure. So I guess this is probably a good place to cut off and and uh, and stop the train train for the evening because we could we could talk all night. We could thank. Oh, we could. I and went every, to a couple... Yeah, we would definitely t we could bring this on forever. 
Yeah, we could talk about this forever, but uh, but we do we do want to say a couple of huge thank yous. One huge thank you to everyone that's checking out the show right now live. We have a really big audience of people that are checking out the show. Sorry for the different kind of setup that we have different tonight. Uh, we'll be back to normal stuff for the last two episodes of The Walking Dead. The next two nights are going to be a little weird with Better Call Saul and Vikings. Uh, I'll let you guys know how that's going to work. I might end up doing Vikings tomorrow afternoon as like the one-man flow, and then we're going to do Better Call Saul on Tuesday, just so it doesn't get to the Wednesday, the day before Vikings, and we still haven't done it. But, but the stuff will be all on the channel because uh, I'm a little sick, so I might not be going skiing, so I'm going to be stuck in this hotel room tomorrow. So, But i also like to make a big announcement here on the end of the podcast and thank everybody, all of you guys, all of our listeners, all of our viewers, for, uh, for getting us to a pretty awesome milestone that will be popping up in the... Bu- it's on my statistics. It hasn't gone to the public thing, but we just hit our millionth view very recently. We're a few over a million. So we really... I was trying to check that earlier today, and I'm so glad I didn't catch yeah, it. it. Yeah, it was that we were like one million thirty-three or something like that. So, guys, one million. Uh, it just means a lot to us because we know we have a we have a very like. High five, camera! Yeah, high five. We have like in high five to all you guys out there for 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 supporting us, for keeping Thank the chat room going, for helping us grow with you guys. And if it wasn't for you guys talking in the chat room, sharing our videos, liking our videos, commenting on our videos, and doing all that, we wouldn't be anywhere and be in an awesome position to be able to have fun talking to you guys about all these shows. So again, true, truly from our heart, thank you so much for all the support and all the energy to get us to this this very cool, very cool milestone. So guys, we'll be back next week to talk more Walking Dead. Joe and I will be back Tuesday evening to talk about some Better Call Saul and I will theoretically be back tomorrow afternoon to talk some Vikings. So everybody will be back a lot this week. And coming up towards the later part of the week, Game of Thrones as well, and and lots of other fun stuff. So please keep the comments going all week about what you guys want to see coming up in The Walking Dead. And we're two more weeks, Joe, two more fucking weeks, and we're and we're done with The Walking Dead till the Ooh. summertime. Special announcement oh, before we show. go to. I can't wait for the new show. Yep, we'll absolutely be covering and doing recaps of the six episodes of the Walking Dead spin-off series that'll be airing sometime in late summer. So we're really not going to have any breaks. We're going to go right from uh, this Game of Thrones to uh, Walking Dead spin-off series. So it's going to uh, be lots of fun. So everyone, again, thank you so much, and we will talk to you all next time. <laughs>